passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome to the November edition of Post Perez. My name is W.H. Park, and, and usually it's John Pollock who opens up the show and introduces me. But uh, unfortunately, John and I could not make our schedules work. And, and so I thought, OK, I'll, I want to do a show um, this month because I want to talk about the, the big news, which is, which is going to be kind of our second story. We're going we're gonna to lead off with uh, kind of like uh, do some like warm up topics first, and then we're going to get into the big Noah versus New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom night three in Yokohama on January 8th. We're going to talk about the announcement. We're going to talk about um, how, how the tickets are doing and which, you know, spoiler alert, they're doing pretty well, but I, I could not do this show by myself because I don't want to talk to myself. So I thought, who, who can I get if it's not John Pollock, who can I get? And I thought, you know what? I loved talking to this person before about, about on post Perez. And I thought I, I, contact him and he is the most in-demand person at post wrestling this week not only is he is he going to be on post perez he's he's already been on up next with with the lit one himself Braden harrington he's he's got his own show with the brigadier martin bush fee that's been released this week as well it's it's andrew thompson and andrew thank you so much for for joining me uh fitting me in in your busy schedule I appreciate you uh, bringing me back on the post Perez, man. It's going to be a good time. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure trying to follow up on the last one we did, but we, we, we're going to see where we go from here. Yeah, well, we're, the, big, big, the big news is going to be Noah versus New Japan, like the announcement, the press conference they had, a lot, a lot of the comments that have been made by, by wrestlers from both sides. But um, I, I want to start off the show, first of all, like how have you been, by the way? I've been good, man. It's been a very uh, eventful week. Very eventful year. Um, the year's almost coming to an end, so it's about that time, like where everybody's kind of 
uh, reflecting on all that they've done personally and professionally. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, uh, been a, a up and down year to say the least, but a lot of positives can't complain. So yeah, man, I'm just, uh, just grateful. It's exciting. Oh uh, yeah. We're going to do the, uh, the post end of end of year show soon and probably going to get like the email, like, Hey, can you record something for us? And uh, <laughs> we'll play it on the show at the end of the year. <laughs> you know, like that, that's an exciting time. There we go now nah, for sure, for sure. But uh, like, like you said, man, we we we're gonna start off with some 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 warm up topics before before we get into the, the the big stuff, which is of course the Noah versus New Japan show on January eighth. So I, I want to first talk about um, you know as as of this recording, we're, we're recording this on a Friday night here Eastern time, right. and and uh, the in the, in Japan there's gonna be a big show, uh, Andrew. It's gonna be the uh, the the Tokyo Super Wars show from Stardom. And I'm not going to do a preview of this show per se. I just want to kind of talk about some of the, the bigger matches and broad strokes because um, it's going to lead into the uh, the December 29th year-end show for Stardom, which is, I think, going to be their biggest show of the year. It's going to be at, uh, I you know, I've heard, I've seen conflicting reports. It's Ryogoku's uh, Sumo Hall or Budokan. I think it's it's Sumo Hall because that's what it says on their official Twitter. It's mm-hmm. it's the uh, but the the slate the the you know the the scheduled main event for that show for the December 29th show is supposed to be Utami Haishishida, the the current and reigning you know uh, World of Stardom champion. She's the holder of the red belt, and she's going to be uh, challenged by uh, you know Shuri, who won the five star Grand Prix, and uh, in, it's a rematch. Like it's their the uh, number three. It's gonna and and uh, you know both of their previous encounters have ended in time limit draws. So I I think it's gonna be interesting to see like why what happens uh, on this show on December on November twenty seventh, which is headlined by uh, Hayashida taking on uh, Shuri's stablemate from uh, Donna Delmundo, Micah for the world of. World of Stardom Championship. I, I don't think Mike is going to win because it would it wouldn't really be as big of a draw to have uh, you know Shuri fight Micah. The, the big match, the big money draw right. is Utami versus Shuri. So like I think, but I think this should be a good good match, and I think it's really good for Micah to have this match because I think it it's designed to kind of elevate her and to get her ready for the the next year coming up to to kind of join like the kind of the top level of stars in stardom. Yeah. Cause it, the, uh, like you said, it's probably going to lead to the, the Siri versus uh, Utami match. Like uh, this is going to be the third time, but I'm going to say, well, as we're recording this likely probably going to be the third time that Utami and, and Suri have, have gone one-on-one. I think the first match was that the, 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 the one that everybody was talking about uh, a, few, a few months back. And then I think they went one-on-one. I want to say, what was that? Uh, September. Uh, they 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 were in the the the, the Grand the, Prix the Grand Prix Grand Prix yep so yeah and, it, and they went to time limit draw both matches like the first one was like over sixty minutes and this one yeah. the, the the one in the Grand Prix was only fifteen minutes or twenty minutes because that they does have a time limit draw of like under thirty minutes so which is by the way this is something New Japan should adopt <laughs> if like like for the G one is like you know fuck your thirty minute time limit draws or 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 fucking one hour ones it's like I don't want to see this shit in in like COVID era no 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 applause wrestling that's it's 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 terrible but anyways we're getting ahead of ourselves with the new japan talk but but other matches on this show are going to be uh the wonder of stardom championship mina shirakawa taking on uh tam nakano who's just been killing it with these title defenses and they're both in 
the, the same unit, Cosmic Angel. So that should be a fun match. I don't think Tom's going to lose this belt. I think she's going to continue going into uh, the December 29th show as the champion. And uh, SWA title, Ryo Goku briefcase match. So Shuri is uh, you know, the, the briefcase holder. Yeah. She's also the SWA title holder. She's going to take on her her student, her kohai, her 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 uh, disciple in uh, Konami, who's in Oedo Tai. And I, I got to say, Andrew, this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to because this match was supposed to happen earlier this year, but because of Konami's injury, she could not participate oh, in this. Yeah. But th- the history between these two is really deep and and i and i think they match each other so well stylistically that i'm i'm hoping that you know konami is you know like 100 ready to go and and it's gonna have i think probably the match of the night with shuri yeah say like konami she had like she, she had like a cute something i, I remember i had wrote it you, you just reminded me i remember i had wrote a story about this last month and i know she yeah, she had been out of action for a little while so yeah i'm glad to hear that she's you know she's back in the swing of things did we talk about like her history with Sherry? Uh uh. Do, do you know about the history with with uh between Konami and Sherry? No, I'm not that caught up on it. Uh-uh. So 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 basically, um, so Konami was trained by WWE's Asuka when mm. she was in Japan as Kana. Okay. So she she was living with with Asuka in Japan. And then one day, you know, Asuka came came home and told uh Konami, hey, I'm going to America. Because I just got signed with the WB. You got to find a new place to live. But guess guess who else was like kind of being mentored by Asuka? It, it, was, it was Shuri. And Shuri said, hey, you come live with me. That's cool. <laughs> train, train I mean, with me, so. That's not cool that Asuka left her, but, but, but it, uh, I, I guess. But uh, like, uh, I, I think that's a cool little, that's a cool little uh, tidbit to throw in there. That's cool. So these, these two are pretty tight. They like have a, like a deep personal relationship that goes beyond like what you see in the ring or on TV. And so like, I, I think we have situations like that, Andrew, I feel it enhances like a, a wrestling storyline and, and a wrestling match. Yeah, for sure. And, and I know um, also on that, on that card, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a, a three-way or four-way and, and the winner of that is supposed to challenge Utami for the, they're going to be the number one contenders of the world of Southern title, right? Yeah, so the the Wonder of Stardom number one contender match is Saya Kaivatani from uh, yeah, the Queen's Wonder Quest. of Stardom, Tata. my bad. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, yeah, versus Natsupoi from uh, from Donald Damondo versus Himeka, who's also from Donald Damondo. So I'm I'm gonna say like if if Konami is not able to do that match, like the winner of that match could could just be slotted in and say, mm-hmm. well, you know what, I won this number one contender match, but I'm gonna I want to challenge. You and instead of you know the missing Konami, hopefully Konami can do the match. I, I really, really want Konami to be able to do the match. But uh also another championship match is gonna be the high speed championship match. And Koguma, uh, who's just kind of recently returned back to stardom, is gonna take on the current uh, champion Starlight Kid, whose whose transformation as a heel has been amazing. Like just the growth she has shown as a character from the kind of like really kind of the this white meat baby face you know kind of being kind of the tag partner and kind of like the apprentice to Mayu Watani to joining Oedo Tai like against her well she was like she like Mayu lost the match so they said we're taking kid we're gonna make her a heel and then at first kid was not into it but then she embraced it and the it's it's a bit amazing it's just like she is naturally a great heel did she she did she first make that switch on on that show when uh, Utami and, and Suri had that first one-on-one match because I remember I, was was that when she first made the 
when she first made the switch over because I remember they had lo- her, her stable had lost the match that she had to join. Because I, I, I remember, I think that was the first time that I had saw her like when she had to, you know, go, go to the other side and they were celebrating yeah. or something some along those lines. Yeah, they, they were celebrating. She was not happy, but like yeah. she she realized, oh, like like not also like in storyline, but it's kind of funny how they blur storyline and reality, whereas like she's like, hey, I can become, you know, I can grow as a heel, you know, like in terms of your character and like your and your work as a, as a professional wrestler, but also like in storyline, she's like, I can grow if I'm a heel, if I'm out of the shadow of Mayu Iwatani. And, and I just think it's been a really great story. It's one of the, the, the better storylines that, that and in stardom, but it's like, I, by, by saying that, I don't want to say like stardom is full of bad storylines. Actually, I think they're probably one of the best books promotions in the world, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think it should be a fun, fun match. I don't see Starlight Kid losing this match. It would make no sense. Um, but yeah, and then it's rounded up by some other other matches that we're not going to get really into. There's not really that much to this card beyond that. I think it's it's a fun looking card. I, I hope to get a chance to watch it later uh, this weekend. I probably won't watch it live as I have to work while it's going to be on. So, but yeah, it should be a fun match. And, but I am going to do my best to try to watch the December 29th show, Andrew. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, some of the matches that were on the so sort of the undercard, well, well, or some of the matches that aren't really that uh that that hyped around. I know Hazuki is uh she she's like I know she's been back in the swing of things for like I would say about two months or so now because I know she had retired um in twenty nineteen and then she came back and I, I know she did a an interview uh not too long ago and she was just more so the uh like on, on top of people asking her about coming back like she she was like really to the point where she was like I done with wrestling and then like it was like the constant people on twitter asking her you know when's the comeback and then she said the thing that really locked her in as far as like okay i, I know i'm gonna come back when she said uh it was the hanukkah memorial show like that was the thing that was like okay yeah i'm i'm, I'm coming back so I, I i that was a little um a cool little tidbit so it's, it's cool to see her you know back in the swing of things because she she was she's like 20 26 25 like she's 20 like she's no early 20 so like, you know, that's, uh, you see a lot of wrestlers um, sort of making the decision to sort of step away early. So it was kind of cool to see her, you know, sort of find her way back around there. Well, it's, it's interesting because, like, when she, you know, announced her retirement, it was really strange because it's like, why would you be announcing? Why are you retiring? Like, you're one of the, like, top prospects to become a main event player in stardom. And and then when she, I was at her retirement show. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was at the retirement ceremony, and like she basically said, "I didn't want to retire. Fuck stardom, make me retire." <laughs> and we're like, me and my friend were like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And like, and it was a lot of controversy because like they still haven't said. Like it, it seemed like it was a forced retirement, and there's like a lot of speculation out there, like maybe something shady and and. and Hazuki's family like you know, maybe mm. some organized crime ties I don't know this is just like speculation out there I'm not saying it's true or not because I don't know but like you know like whatever the problem was like about you know like two years ago it's done now because she's been back and I think she's really kind of livened things up on on the cards and like she has joined up with with uh mayu's you know unit the main army of of stars so that's kind of interesting and i'm really enjoying her work with koguma who's her you know she trained 
with her and they're, they're legit bed, you know, really, you know, strong friends in real life. So this has been great to see them as a tag team as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for like what uh, the future holds for Hazuki. I think 2022 is going to be a big year for, for Starlight Kid, for, for Hazuki and, and for uh, Shuri. I, I, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great if Shuri wins the title and she's kind of like, the spearhead to lead startup into like bigger and better things in 2022. You, you want to know what's going to be cool at that, uh, at that, that Rio Goku show in December 29th. I think, I think that's probably going to be with, when Julia returns. Cause I know, I know, yeah, I know she said she was going to probably, like she was aiming to come back uh, around that time. So I think it's going to be cool to see her, you know, whenever, whenever she come back from that neck injury. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do something with the the tag titles, the goddess tag titles, because she is, you know, co-holder of those with, with Shuri. But if Shuri is the, you know, the SWA champion and the, the world of stardom champion and the goddess tag team champions, I think something's got to give there. I think right. they will probably say you have to be one of these. You can't be all of them. And I think she, if she wins the the, the red belt, that she'll be the red champion and, and give up the, uh, you know, the, the tag titles and the SWA title. I, I would rather like her and Julia lose them in a match. Like I, I'm not a big fan of vacating titles myself, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens there, Andrew. Julia, bro. She like on, on top of, on top of, of course, being a really good wrestler. She, she has a cool ass look. She has a really cool look. Like I, I think that's like one of the things that like for 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 people that um maybe not uh that like so tuned into stardom and they just like, sort of keep up through social media and whatnot. Like I think people are like drawn in by Julia's like her her her, her unique look on uh that she you know sports to the ring and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it, it's something that she's really adopted since losing the the hair match yeah, against Tom Nakano. <laughs> yeah, and like kind of just you know taking it as an opportunity excuse me, like just uh, uh, almost burping there, but I held it in Uh, me TMI for a lot of WH, come on. Uh, But uh, yeah, like I think with Julia, it's been great to see her kind of just experiment with like, you know, like her costuming and also her hairstyle. Who knows? She hasn't been on TV for a while. So maybe she's going to have a like completely different like hair length and, and hair color, hairstyle. It'll be, it'll be fun to watch, but I, I think you're right. I do think I'm, we might even see her like on this, you know, this 27th show that's happening so? this weekend. Well, maybe she'll make an appearance. Yeah. No, not, not, not wrestle, but like on the, yeah. Appearance. Yeah, just thing, appearance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe tease something for the, for the 29th show. She's going to actually wrestle. Maybe you're going to set it up on on uh this show because like obviously she won't be defending the tag titles on that show because sherry is going to be challenging for the the world title so maybe she's going to be challenging for a singles title who yeah. knows what we'll, we'll find out but uh yeah so that's stardom talk and and, and do you have any other topics you want to get into before we get into noah versus new japan for wrestling there, there, there was one more thing uh on, on the on the on the stardom front like i i this kind of this but it is old news at this point but i just kind of want to get your take on it like uh i know jungle kiana had left uh stardom a while back like do, do you do you have it like any guesses or any like just you know just ideas on the top of your head or where you think she might land you think she might head over to the u.s you know any, anything like that just any you know any guesses on the top of your head i mean i talked about this with karen peterson like i i do think like you know like again it's like why is she leaving stardom because she didn't say she was like retiring she just said right. i'm not gonna be wrestling for stardom and that like she hinted that she's gonna become a freelance wrestler so i i can see her showing up in on the indies like you know being a freelance wrestler for working for like sendai girls working mm. for ice ribbon working for you know um marvelous 
tons of promotions. I think any any wrestling promotion out there that she approaches will will be like, yeah, we totally want you on our shows, and like she'll be a draw because I I think there is uh, she creates a vacuum with her departure from Stardom because like she had a a really strong fan base among the fans of stardom and i think they'll follow her wherever she shows up like in probably in the the coming year you know yeah for sure for sure but uh so so the transition to what you were saying the 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 big show january 8th man uh noah versus new japan so you know you know it was really interesting how this all came about andrew because like noah and new japan were like tweeting out like kind of the same at the same time the same kind of information they, they were linking to e- to each other's like you know like tweets and shit like this and then <laughs> they had the, t- the they had the press conference together and they announced like we're gonna have on january 8th the third russell kingdom show of you know 2022 it's gonna be noah versus new japan and and just to backtrack a little andrew like when when new japan announced that they were gonna do three nights of of Russell Kingdom shows. Okay, obviously January 4th and 5th are a given. They, you know, they that's kind of like their lock-in. Now they're gonna do two days at the Tokyo Dome. But then they announced that this a week later, they're gonna do a show in Yokohama. And I was like, what? Like this doesn't make any sense. Why would you why would you even call it Russell Kingdom? Just call it like New Year's Dash, mm-hmm. you know? But then like they make this announcement and they say, Oh, Yokohama. And January 8th are going to be, you know, the dates and the site for this big show. Like this, honestly, like this is, this has taken over the talk of, of Japanese wrestling because like, we don't know what the next, the matches are going to be. There's so much speculation out there. And, and I got to think that this has been in place for months because there's no way they decided to run that show without having this announcement already, or these plans, this show already figured out you know what i mean yeah yeah no i i, I definitely uh can, can see that uh that, you want to know what i think this this january 8th show has sort of it, it it honestly has more excitement around it than the wrestle kingdom itself like the well i know it's a part of wrestle kingdom but i mean more sort of dome shows it kind of it kind of has like more hype around it and uh i i, I think that is a positive and a negative thing uh, more, more so positive because it's all within the threshold of Wrestle Kingdom, you know. So I, I see New Japan coming out of this with a plus plus. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I think the the New Japan and Noah show is always a, a positive when two companies come together and present a show that can, you know, generate uh, income. Like you know, like I said, it's a win win. Uh, I, I think it also somewhat shows how how, how much the, these, the pandemic has affected the wrestling scene in Japan. Like that, you know, you have to have these two major i mean well i i don't i don't want to word it in a way like that but like more so i i think it just goes to show you like you know that that two companies who have been affected a lot by the pandemic had to come together and just be like you know what let's try to bring in as much as we can and and i like you uh like, like me and you sort of talked about uh off air like i like this, this I, I think it's probably you know surefire thing that this thing is probably gonna be packed out yeah it's it's interesting like I, I got it from from a source in in Japan, like who who's like involved with one of the companies, and I and I reached out to this person. I said, "Hey, do you know what the the figures are like so far?" And uh, they were like, yeah, "There's no numbers out there like that he that uh, they could access." And but they but the, the person was telling me that like the initial allotment 
of of tickets have sold out. So like that's what they're running with it in the Japanese press is like, mm-hmm. oh, this show sold out, but it's it's not sold out. It's it's what's been made available has been sold out, and that New Japan is and it is a New Japan show. Like they're the ones organizing it. Obviously, it's under the banner, under the title of of Wrestle Kingdom, and you know, like that New Japan is going to see, you know, okay, we're going to start releasing more tickets. I also think that they're going to try to see what the Japanese government is going to allow. And like, if things are going to open up more in terms of like, you know, like capacities and like, you know, what fans can and can't do at these shows, because I, I really hope just as a fan, Andrew, that, that noise, like people are able to cheer at the show. Yes. Yeah, I, I I hope that's the case, and especially um you know for the leading in we prior to that with the the, the two Tokyo Dome shows, I'm I'm hoping that things are um re- re- resembling so resembling of what they were prior to the pandemic. I think the crowds, man, they add so much to it. Like just just hearing them, like audibly hearing them, it just it just adds a great deal to the matches. Like we, I'm pretty sure me and you could sit here like for thirty or forty minutes and and, and name the matches that we've probably seen uh in, in Japan that would have been what probably would have been rated so much higher if they had a crowd behind them because the crowd adds so much to it. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely along with you that I, I hope that that's the case. I want to talk a, a little bit about like, kind of like the, the history, you know, of, of Noah and new Japan up to this point, because there was kind of like this cold war between the companies because of, you know, things that happened like years prior in uh let me just get I show up my notes here in 2016 like i don't know if you were following noah back then but like they there was this whole thing where you know minoru suzuki and suzuki gun left all new japan mm-hmm. and went to noah they did an invasion angle and they basically ruined the company <laughs> so like so they're 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 bringing in all this like Suzuki Gun bullshit of interference and and stuff, and they're like d- destroying Noah week in week out, and it's like Noah fans responded, you know, very very passionately by like not going to shows anymore, like so their attendance dipped, and, and then it's like right later revealed that the person booking all this is Jado, and you know, and funny enough, he was he was booked, you know, he booked himself on these shows as Captain Noah. You know, like, you know, like they had Captain New Japan. Well, he was yeah. Captain Noah, but he was more like, Captain, I'm going to fuck Noah. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what he was more like, you know, his real role. Because it made no sense. I'd watch these shows and I get angry as like a wrestling fan, not necessarily as a Noah fan, as a wrestling fan, because I'd be like, this makes this booking is shit. And these matches are terrible. And and it's it's not till they, they kind of divorce themselves from Noah, from, from New Japan, that, that Noah starts, you know, getting better and and kind of you know uh kind of getting out of this kind of slump that they're in like creatively mm. and and financially and it's not until like they they hook up with Ledette and and then now with cyber agent that we're seeing uh noah actually i think you know you mentioned it's a win-win for new japan i think it's a win-win for noah because mm. one new japan has just admitted that noah is on their level very true okay very true. You know, two, Very true. there is no way if I'm pro wrestling Noah, if I'm cyber agent, right? There is no fucking way I am agreeing to this show unless like we have a say in booking and and we have a say is like 
who wins. Like, I'm not saying you're going to run, you're going to, all your guys are going to beat all our top guys. No way. I, cause like, they don't need to do that. They could just go, they can not do this show and they can be fine with their business. Cause they're, they're running, you know, slow and steady, you know, Ooh. Noah's business. It is Nasawa's booking Noah, right? Nosawa, yeah, Nosawa's booking Noah. Okay. I mean, I don't like try not to hold that against him. He's not that much better of a booker than fucking <laughs> Ghetto these days. But like, you know, like if, in terms of a business relationship, like Shanshiro Takagi, who runs yeah. Noah and DT, yeah. like he's not going into this and like getting in, you know, having meetings with, you know, President Obari of, of New Japan and saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Okada can beat all our guys. And we don't, and so can Tanahashi, so can like Shingo, you know, like I, I'm going to say, like, listen, I want, at least two of my guys to, to win. And I want one of your top guys to lose. And I, mm. we could have a main event in the main of it can be a time limit draw. That's what like my, what I would speculate, like those kinds of negotiations were, were going to be like. You, you want to know, but I, I think that says a lot about Sanshiro Takagi, Sanshiro Takagi, because like, he, like you mentioned, he is, you know, ever since, you know, Noah being acquired by Cyber Agent, like now they under that umbrella with DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro, and they have those established DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro having uh, established relationship with all the league wrestling. And like you, like I, I think Sanshiro, he he is very much of the mindset of working with other promotions and working with other companies and sort of you know mixing everything together. So I can I, I can definitely see him, you know, of course being like the real driving force um, behind you know this Noah and JPW show. Um, I, I think, like I mentioned, I think that says a lot about him. And um, I, I don't know if I'm trying to, uh, you know, not, 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 not connect. I'm not, not trying to connect any dots here between, you know, AEW or anything like that. But it just seems like uh, Sancero, he's just very much of the mindset of, you know, working together and everybody sort of coming out of this, getting, 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 getting some out of the relationship. Well, DDT has always had like a, a very positive relationship with with other companies that, you know, like. In, and to some degree, even with like with with New Japan, that's how like Ibushi first got into to New Japan was through like a relationship like of open doors of like DDT guys working with with New Japan. Like so, him and, and Kenny Omega, you know, went over as juniors to to, mm-hmm. to New Japan for wrestling and won the the junior tag titles at the time. And and then from there, like they, you know, both eventually left and signed full time with New Japan. Um, I, I really think it it. It, it says something about Takagi's influence, Sanshiro Takagi, that is, yeah. as, as a negotiator. But I think it's also like very, very telling about the state of New Japan's finances right now, because I do not think they even think about doing this show. Like they'll, they'll, they'll throw out this idea like, oh, it's the, our 50th anniversary coming up. We want to have, you know, we want to work with other companies. But it's always been, if you look at, you know, the history of New Japan interpromotional, it's always been they want to be at a at a point of, of strength, right? The front they, runners, yeah. They they want to be able to control the booking. They want to be able to say, okay, all our top guys are gonna win. Look at their their feud with UWFI, where they basically bought the company and then they said, We're we're up. Well, you you guys are gonna go over because they're smart at first, but at 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 the end of the feud, we're gonna win and we're gonna destroy all your top guys. And that's what happened, like culminating with, you know, Nobuhiko Takata losing the, you know, the title, the IWGC title back to Shinji Hashimoto. And, and like they, you know, this happened with like zero one and, and, and like with, even with like, you know, the, the match 
Hiroshi Tanahashi had with Harashima from DDT. Like he, he basically clowned this guy. He, and he was like the new ace of DDT after, you know, Ibushi had left basically that position. So it's, it's, you know, like, this is, I think a point where new Japan has to be like, like working not from a position of strength, but a position of negotiation with, with Noah, like Noah had to like, just, I, I assume they played horrible because they, they don't need, to do this with new japan like it's good for them don't get me wrong but it, were they suffering you know terrible financial hardship because of like really bad decisions with with the amount of shows that they were putting on no because they were they weren't you know overextending themselves like new japan was this past year so you got to think like new japan was like fuck we got to do something yeah <laughs> you know we gotta do something big okay interpromotional and who's who's on level with them in japan it's it's Noah. That's the perception among general Japanese fans, and and like uh, between t- both companies. So it's it's going to be exciting. Like now, it, the speculation is like, who's going to face who? Yeah, you you want to know so, so, something that you just said? Like really really stuck out, and, and I, I kind of wanted to bring this up. I mean, you sort of talked about it uh, before we started recording. Um, like Tetsuya Naito had made some comments about this show, and, and we we I think we all know at this point that Naito is a he, he's the definition of a worker. He, he likes to get the media stirred up. He even tweets out some of the links to, to the stories that he does and, you know, gets opinions out there. But, but some he said that I really think sort of blended like the, the line between the Tesla and Naito character and his real thoughts and, and, and something specific to what you not, not, not he responded to you directly, but it, it just very in line with what you said about New Japan's thinking or the internal thinking, I should say, in regards to this uh, upcoming show with Noah. He said, and I quote, he said, I want to be a driving force for the fans to get up from the corona disaster through the power of wrestling that will be generated by the interaction. If that is the case, why haven't they, being Noah and New Japan, interacted for five years? If they really have such great power, why didn't they just have them in the World Tag League instead of next year? To me, it looks like New Japan, which is suffering from corona, asked Noah, to, asked Noah for help. And I wish they would have taken a more dignified stance. Um, he said they say they doing it. They say they doing it for the fans, but they, but at the end of the day, it looks like they're doing it for their own organization. And then he added the following, and he said, "I think it was a good announcement for pro wrestling uh, in terms of attracting attention." Uh, but he wishes they would have did the announcement after the uh, best of the Super Juniors of World Tag League because I don't think anybody's paying attention. No. <laughs> so what's going on with that? I know I'm not. <laughs> but uh, but, but he's, yeah, always sm- he's he's always been smart about like listen like. Even if it's a, if it's like he's in the headlines, he's always been like, no, don't talk about me. Talk about this, right? Don't like focus on the company as a whole, and like especially if it's if it's like the news about him is not relevant or anything like that. And I think he's he's hit it, you know. I mean, he's not afraid because he, you know, he's the the Steve Austin basically of New Japan these days. Mm. Like he's untouchable. Like what, what are you gonna do? Are they gonna fire him? No. You know, if he's, he's, you know, quote unquote, shooting on the situation, they're not going to fire him. And he's always had this aspect of his character since, you know, he, he developed the ingobernables persona of, of, uh, you know, of his Nido character. So it's, it's interesting that he's very upfront about this, but you yeah. had like some really other like great, you know, comments from some other members of both promotions where like, I remember I saw this meme out there where, you know, they're asking, you know, Katsuko Nakajima, who's the current GHC heavyweight champion, they're asking him, hey, uh, what do you, uh, you, you been watching any Japan recently? No. <laughs> and it's probably true. And like, and a lot of people were like taking that, it's like, hey, same, same vibe. 
Me too. I haven't been watching either New Japan. And but it's not the he's facing Kano soon, right? Oh, this weekend. Yeah, it's a title. There's a title versus like, title versus title. title. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I don't think like I don't think Nakajima is losing that match. Right. I don't think you know Kano's like. A big name within Noah, but like Nakajima is a big name in in ProRes, you know, mm. he's a much bigger name. I think like if you have Katsuka Nakajima facing off against anyone, Okada, Tanahashi, uh, you know, Shingo Takagi, like, and they have a rivalry. I I think they, I think Shingo has ne- never won a match against Nakajima when Nakajima was a teenager wrestling all over Japan for different companies because he was, you know, under the, you know, the management of Kensuke Sasaki as his tag partner. And as his like, his, you know, more or less adopted son in, in when they, when like Kensuke had like the power to like just freelance everywhere and he bring Nakajima along. And that's why Nakajima is the wrestler that he is because he has experience in every company, including in Dragon Gate where, where he had, you know, fought against like Shigen Takagi before. Mm-hmm. Like we used to discuss when you mentioned some of the, some of some of the matches, uh, or, or some of the some, yes, some of the speculated matches, or some of the things that we would like to see personally. Uh, honestly, I, I would like to see uh, Go Shiozaki go against Tanahashi. I think that'd be like a cool little match, especially Go coming off that shoulder surgery. Like I think he it'd be a nice little way to sort of ease him back into you know ease him back into the ring. But I, I, of course, I would see with, with Go and Tanahashi. I don't think that's that's one where it would be like this immense amount of pressure to go out there and deliver this like classic, at least, at least from my standpoint, how I'm looking at it. I think that would just be one where it's like, I'm expecting that just to be a good match. I'm not expecting them to go out there and just like tear the house down and they probably could, but like, I, I think that would be like a good thing for a, a good big comeback match for, for go, uh, especially coming off. He, I think he'd been out since March or, or, or May. So I think that'd be like a solid one for him. Like a, 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 a high tech that I have, um, I, I could definitely see something along the lines of because uh, Nasawa, he he's like he's one half of the GHE Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions, right? Yes, with uh, like, Ada from from uh, New Japan, uh, from Dragon Gate. Yeah, yeah I, I I can definitely see Ada and uh, Nasawa versus Desperado and Kanemaru for the GHE Tag Titles, and they probably do a switch. I don't know. I, 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 that, that's just like that's just like a, a random guess on my part. Or right, like just something I think that'd be cool to see. But if, if there was to be any title change on that show or anything along those lines, I think that would probably be it. The GAC tag titles going to Desperado and Kanemaru. Or or it could be the, you know the the IWGP junior tag titles, because like I can see New Japan just saying, Yeah, you can have them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> you know. Hey, you know? The, the- WH who <laughs> you you see uh, Mudo losing to anybody on this card? No, fuck no, <laughs> no. Like I think there is like something to, like someone speculated. Oh yeah, Sonata is gonna face Mudo, and then someone tweeted it like was at a New Japan show, and they they took a picture of Sonata when he looked like he was crying, and I and I retweeted that, and I said, oh, Sonata just found out like what's good what the outcome is of his match this possible match with mudo at, on january 8th you know he's probably like like so my if, if that's the case andrew this is probably how it went it's like you know he probably called up mudo because like no mudo is his trainer right? right he was his teacher because like they were both when they were both in all japan and and and, and you know like sonata could probably say hey like i'm his greatest student from the all japan days like i maybe he called up mudo and said mudo-san uh 
my 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 teacher, my senpai. How how about am I going over? Are you gonna put me over? And and probably Noah? No. That's where New Japan has to like be careful at who they put in the in, in in the ring with them. Like obviously it's not gonna be Mudo versus Okada or Shinko Takagi right, or anyone right. like that. Like I, I can see it being Sonata and if Sonata loses to Mudo, no, it's no big deal. Like Sonata's not in the main event mix, so it, it'll be fine. Um, but and that's what I would do. That's if I'm New Japan, I'm like, okay, you can have you, you know, you can have Mudo beat Sonata. It doesn't matter, it doesn't hurt Sonata necessarily because he's not in that upper mix right now. And like he can recover from it. It's you know, it's you know, it's Mudo. Like, you know, people will like say, Oh, it's great that Mudo is the champion, but he's he's actually done damage, I feel, to, he- to Noah's, you know, main event scene by beating all these guys and it just hurts their image. But if he beats Sonata in some interpromotional match, it doesn't really hurt, you know, uh, you know, new Japan, because it's like, you're not going to do You're not doing anything with Sonata anyways. Yeah. Mudo, he's the, uh, the JC tag team champion with Murafuji right now. And I know he, 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 he had made like this. Um, It was like a, they had like a, a post-match, you know, you know, they do the post-match interviews and stuff like that. Uh, he, he had made this little comment. And he 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 said it in like a jokey joke type way, but like I feel like he was he was so serious when he said he was like he wanted to win the um the national title before his next birthday. And I was, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I don't think he's joking. Yeah, he's not I joking. Think he's, so, he's so serious. He's you know, and it's and and Nosawa being the biggest mark for Kishimoto <laughs> in the world is gonna is gonna make us make this a reality for his hero. You know, he's gonna be like, oh, you want you want the national title? You should have told me. A year ago, I would have given it to you then. Yeah, you know, like because uh, is the Kano is the current national champion, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so that, so they do, they doing the um unification match, like you just said. So I don't think he's gonna be able to get the get, get the chance to do that. But I I I, I can definitely see uh, Mudo probably winning the GAC heavyweight title at at some point in twenty. No, not if Nakajima's champion. I don't see it if Nakajima's champion because I think Nakajima it? has enough stroke himself. Okay. Where it's like Nosawa said to him, "Hey, you, can you put over Muda?" Like Nakajima probably was like, "No, <laughs> no." Like I don't. I, that's why I think like you had the transition. Like Marufuji was the transition champ because like I didn't think Muda. I think Muda didn't want to lose to Nakajima, mm-hmm. you know. So he put he put like Marufuji mm-hmm. over, you know, and let then Marufuji had the match. I personally, I don't think Muda wants to be in the ring with Nakajima because he kicks so fucking hard. Like he legit probably doesn't want to face this guy. So I like, Oh no, like he, he's too stiff. I'm, right. I'm, I'm fucking 60. There's no way. Right. Think, so. But, but for, for Murafuji, like, I I think the obvious one with him is, is, is Kenta. Like, oh, yeah. if, 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 if you're talking about like, just a, just a match that's like literally right there. Like you, it, the backstory is already set. Like it's it's literally like right there. I I, I would love to see them do that. I, I remember when Kenta when he went back to uh to Noah. I think it was for Murafuji's 20th anniversary show. I was surprised as hell that WWE actually let him do that. Um, yeah, he I think I think he lost that match, but yeah, but it, it, like I, I was very surprised when WWE let him go back to Noah and, and have that match. And I think the one the match they had before prior to that, I think it was like an 06 or something like that. I had just saw a clip online uh and, and Murafuji <laughs> he had went for a moonsault to the outside it was it was this nasty bump man he his face clipped the guard yep, real yeah and, and then he kicked Kenta in the face and then he busted him up. I was like oh my goodness uh, uh, that that uh, elite time in pro wrestling right there well that's that's there's like so much you know legit bad blood apparently between them be, really? uh, because well because of the way Kenta joined in Japan 
he he showed up like so the the anniversary show happened first and mm-hmm. i was at that show um and then he shows up at the g1 right like for new japan and and i was at that show too and it's like whoa it's the anniversary it's the anniversary of masawa's death and noah's how holding memorial show that day and like a lot of people were making a big deal about oh this is disrespectful to to you know to misawa and to noah itself i i don't believe that personally because like you know that noah at that point was far gone removed from misawa's noah like misawa's noah died basically with him you know mm-hmm. and like the noah that exists today is is not the same entity as as the noah of like the early 2000s of like the misawa era mm-hmm. pressing noah so i i I personally believe that, but I'm sure there's people like, you know, on the roster who, who, you know, feel, feel that way. But like for fans to say that, especially Western fans to go on about that, it's like, you you need to like, just, you know, like really face the facts that Ledette Noah is not the same as, as, you know, Misawa Noah, and certainly Cyber Agent Noah is not the same as, you know, Misawa Noah. They're, they're, they're almost completely different companies at this point right now. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I I think that's a that's an interesting little tidbit because I I never heard that there was um, uh, like you know some legitimate issues right there between you know Kenta and if if there is, but I think that's an interesting little tidbit to throw in there. Like it, I think they they were kind of hoping that he would come back to them. Oh, of course. Know? Why wouldn't they? And but like the thing is, at the time, like they couldn't afford him. Right, New Japan mm. could could afford them, and you know, but you know, like now they're owned by Cyberian, who seem to have like pretty you know significant you know budget work you know behind Noah. Like, if you know, Kenna's like, you know, I'm not doing anything back here. If he ever decided to go back, I like in ring, it's not going to be as good. But like in terms of like buzz and image, I think it'd be good for him, and I think it'd be good for Noah if he ever went back to pro wrestling. Noah, you, you think they're going to try to do some type of um? like in ring angle where he's trying to like debate of whether he should go back to know like new Japan or like, because I, I mean, the tease is obviously right there. Like, I, I think that's something like fun that they could play around with just to mess with the fans a little bit. I think that'd be, I think that'd be cool. It, it's, it's so obvious that you, that you like should lean into it, but uh, I, I guess that that remains to be seen. Well, I mean, we have to also keep in mind, like this is, is this the first of, a, you know, the first show of a program of yeah. a series of shows between, the two companies like that that's i think the speculation about what's going to be happening on the january 8th show like what matches we're going to get is 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 coupled with like okay like what does this really mean for like the comp for either company going into 2022 mm. and you, you want to know who i would really like to see back um in noah uh is 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 uh mikey nichols and shane hayes i think that'd be cool to have them back and have them go against her so, so some team in New Japan, I think that'd be a cool little, cool little thing right there. I'll, maybe not on this show, this uh, uh, you know, this Noah versus New Japan show, but but I say, but Mikey Nichols is and Mikey Nichols is still with New Japan, uh, I believe. So I think that'd be, you know, I, I think that's another cool thing, like sort of on, along the lines of Kenta, like having that um sort of profound history with pro wrestling Noah while being with New Japan. It's a, it's something that's so obvious. Like it's so obvious, like you would have to lean into it at some point. You could do a whole thing where, like, if if Shane Hayes, like he's he's he was cut right mm, recently, yeah, yeah. that if he, you know, that if he joins Mikey Nichols in New Japan and they reform TMDK, 
that you know they i think like jonah rock has been basically signed up with new japan right at this point yep um so if you if they create a faction within new japan which i think is very likely um and then if like i I think kenta should leave the bullet club quite honestly i I don't think bro the bullet club is done i mean they've been done for five fucking years let's be (laughs) honest okay you know that you know like andrew did you listen to like john way's you know recent talk show where you know where they're t- john's talking about like he someone on his street wears has a bullet club t-shirt like every time he sees him like he even has like like fucking like 2000 like 19 bullet club t-shirts i'm like why would you own a fucking bullet club t-shirt you know past the you know like i i i have an original bullet club t-shirt you know what i did with that thing I threw, in the, I, I threw it in the trash when I came back from Japan. It's like, what? Okay, I got to get rid of stuff. Oh, Bullet Club. Yeah, trash. I'm getting rid of this. I hate oh, but, the fucking Bullet Club. Bullet so. Club is like, it, but it's, it, it's, it's played out now. I mean, and, it is. And, and, and I, I don't want to discredit those dudes because I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they internally feel like the Bullet Club is back to what it was pre- you know the bucks coming in and stuff like like pre before it blowing up into the into the u.s and becoming this whole other thing but like i i feel like they feel that bullet club is at its roots now and like bullet club it's it's not the same bro it's it's, (laughs) the only way you could revive bullet club is if like tony khan bought the rights or licensed the rights from Mm. from new japan and said we're gonna we want to bring bullet club here but we'll give you a cut of the t-shirt sales like if I was in Japan, I'm like, yeah, we don't want to do this idea anymore. We hey. want to create fresh idea, but we still want fucking that T-shirt money. Okay, you can have it. You can hey. license. We'll license it to you. Hey, WH, have you seen this like House of Torture stuff that you, that you? No, <laughs> no, God, no, because the thought of it, the thought of what they've done with show, is is torture oh, enough, my, bro? He does not fit. He does not fit in, no. in, in in that whole thing, like him like trying to act all dark and mysterious and shit. I'm like, what, I, what is this? <laughs> I feel I feel so much sympathy for Karen Peterson. Karen is like one of the biggest show fans out there. And, this, <laughs> and I, I I could feel her fucking pain when when I hear about what's happening with him in this best of the super juniors. I asked her like, is there anything I could watch? I should watch. And she's like, yeah, the show match was good until it wasn't. And I'm like, that's all you need to tell me. All right. You know, thanks, Karen. You know, so this you know, house of torture is an aptly named uh, unit because it's, it's torture watching this fucking Ujiro 2021. Come on, e- evil, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Like, like, oh, yeah. oh anyways, and sh- sh- shout out to Karen, man. She does great work with the uh, stardom reports. She does great work. Shout out to it, it's, I'm excited to like get, you know, to read the report she's going to do for this you know november 27th show and i'm definitely you know maybe we can uh we can do a big preview show for the uh december 29th show maybe we're gonna try to work that out in the schedule i can't promise anything folks but maybe we're gonna try to get karen on to do a big preview or do do a big review of the show one or the other we'll see what we, we can uh work out for the schedule for that but uh i don't know like so let me ask you andrew like what are your top three dream matches like and we'll say like dream singles matches that you would like to see between pro wrestling noah and new japan pro wrestling uh, I, I think the obvious one probably is the you know iwgp world heavyweight champion versus the ghc heavyweight champion i think that'd be cool to see uh shingo takagi uh, versus nakajima i think that's so uh, uh, obvious one right there uh, if i if you know I, I, I think another one probably that i want to see 
It's probably uh, Ibushi versus uh, Kitamaya. I think that'd be some cool. Um, and 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 the one I mentioned earlier, well, with, with Go Shiozaki versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Like I, I the, the re- like I, I sort of hit on it earlier. The reason I kind of want to see that more so is because, like I said, with, with Go coming off that shoulder surgery, I'm just I'm I'm very curious to see how that match would turn out because I, I feel like that's one where I would have like low expectations for it, and then it ends up turning out better than what I think it would. So I, I, I'm just very curious to see how how those two would sort of mesh in the ring. I, I'm not really big on seeing any uh <laughs> any mudo matches. Um, I'm 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 just not not. So in it's it. just it's just gonna be a seven minute match against Sonata. You know, Shining Wizard done. There moonsault. you go. Let's let's move. Uh, and he's not doing a moonsault ever again. <laughs> Him and Sonata going for the the they would trade off on the moonsault. Listen, but- like Mudo's doctor said, listen, do you want to walk? You know. <laughs> Don't do the moonsault again. He told him, like, he regretted doing the last one he did. So I, I think maybe legit he's he's not going to try. He's a wrestler. Who knows? But, like, you know. Um, so probably, I have to ask like, you. Oh, no, I was just going to add, like, probably, like, uh, like Ishii versus, um, what's that big dude, man? Uh, I think his last name is Inamore. And he just he just came back like he oh Yoshiki Inamura yeah yeah dude he I, I think he had like a he had like, he he tore some in his foot or something like that some it was a nasty injury but he like just came back him him versus Ishii would be mean that would be that, nice that, that that's something you could do I think would be fun and like you know Ishii can go over that like it doesn't hurt yeah Inamura if he, if he would lose that match especially if they have like like a good you know ten to fifteen minute showing and Inamura gets a lot in there mm-hmm. um but I had to ask you so just to clarify so you you're you're assuming that Shingo Takagi is coming out of both nights of Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome as the IWGP champion oh uh because because night two is winter faces Osprey Okada yeah. has night one you you, you want to know what I, I think so I think so you know, I, I I can confidently say that I think so because I mean Osprey like <sighs> listen Osprey's not winning the fucking title again. Like yeah, I that, think Osprey is like I personally feel Osprey is probably you know fulfilling the remnants of his contract and like mm. he's gonna move on. Because I mean, because I, I know I, uh, Jericho has like openly said that he he wants Osprey in AEW, and you know I I, I can kind of see that happening you know him making the jump over there uh but like now that now that you say that like i mean it, it doesn't feel like that but you know i, I can definitely see something like that happening because i mean more so he's just you know over on njpw strong as the de facto world heavyweight champion you know running around with the title and stuff like that and, you know, i think that's it, just like a, you know like something okay he's still under contract we might yeah. he doesn't want to come back to japan right now okay we'll just let him work in the united states and like okay he can he's contracted obligated to us so he's going to work our njpw shows and he can do whatever else he wants like freelance wise like do the rev pro shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. i i do think like like he did screw up their plans right so for the last for the summer tokyo dome show i don't think that's something they're gonna forgive or forget easily like and not not i'm not like blaming him because like if you know legit he had mental health issue problems about being in japan during the pandemic okay like yeah they should have given him and he had if he had injuries like but at the same time, I, I don't feel like he wants to be there anymore. I, 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 I just think, and I don't think they want him anymore. That's just my gut feeling. And, and I think 2022 is going to be really interesting to see where 
he goes. If, if it's still New Japan, okay, that'll be interesting. But if it's to AW or hey, even to WWE, like they're gonna need to hire some some people even after they fight because they're just firing people left, right, and center. Good but they're gonna they are gonna have to like if people could become available, like if they're, and they're on the level of Osprey, like they they would be insane not to like take them for like a three year contract. You know what I mean? I mean, like the thing about with WWE, and I had to go too much into that, but it's like I I don't see like why any any wrestler at this point would like even want to entertain the idea of going there because it's like you okay, yeah, you sign a three year deal, sign a four year deal, they could release you within one year and then that's it. You know, like it, yeah, it, I mean, it, you'd it, have to sign like a no cut contract, yeah, no like, cut contract, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's exactly what you had to do, try to negotiate that into your deal. It's like there's no stability in a WWE contract from a uh length or you know no long but, but you know wise. why you know why they anyone would sign with WWE because they're a mark <laughs> you know but I mean no like this is the thing look you know like I firmly believe the biggest marks in wrestling are not the fans it's the wrestlers they're the biggest marks in the business you know they like to make fun of fans call them marks and stuff like that yeah you're listen if you're a wrestler and you and you use that term derogatively towards fans I'm here to tell you, you're the biggest fucking marks in the business. Okay. Like, I don't care if you're the, you're, you're wrestling for a fucking hot dog and a handshake on an indie show to like working for AW or WB. If you don't, if you, if you like disrespect the fans that much, you're, you're, you think they're marks. No, you're the mark, especially now in this day and age, if under the, you know, the, the, the presidency of fucking Nick Khan, if you, if you sign with WB and you're totally right about this, Andrew, like I, you and I can say this cause we're not marks, right? We're not in the wrestling business that way. But if you're a wrestler, a prospective wrestler, you're like, yeah, I'm going to sign that contract WB. I'm going to be, I'm going to headline WrestleMania, dude. You're going to be lucky if you fucking make it to fucking survivor series, like, you know, the fucking kickoff show. Okay. Yeah, but- in a year's time. <laughs> Bro, because because they 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 do this so much. We, we've seen it over the past year. They didn't back the uh, post mania last year. Like they they do these mass cuts, and, and I'm pretty sure it's probably not gonna be the last time they do mass cuts. Unfortunately, nope. and and it's like it's. I, I think John had a um had a great. Not not to di- divert too much on the topic, but like I think John had a a great piece out about like sort of the free agent market becoming like oversaturated at some point, and 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 it maybe not being um enough out there to you know supply to all of these different wrestlers all these wrestlers that are but that maybe have um high expectations as far as um you know paying stuff like that or or, or, or not not paying necessarily but maybe their like their rates and stuff like that as far as uh you know the independent scene goes and it's gonna be a lot it's a lot of people and then you got that on top of the ring of honor people becoming free agents like it's it, the, the free agent market is becoming it's, it's stacked and i think that's a, a very very positive thing but i think uh the john's piece that he wrote i think he looked at it from like sort of like a realistic standpoint of like how i like can, can the independent scene right now support all of these different talents that's going to be hidden at once because like you got the uh the night some of them got the 90 day non-competes and you know the, like all probably gonna be up in january you know, so early January, early February. So I, I think it's going to be a real interesting time, man. I think it's going to be a lot of conversations to be held. But like, we're going back to Will Ospreay, like now that you kind of got me thinking about it, I think that's a real solid point about him. Probably, you know, 
wrapping up with New Japan at some point. I mean, I could see it happening. Like, I was, you know, you know how you know Osprey said in interviews and stuff like that. You know how wrestlers say, like, you know, when they get somewhere, you know, I'm gonna be here for life. You know, I ain't going nowhere. And then, you know, no shit happens, and then it changes. You know, so listen, I think him and Jay White are probably fucking done with the oh, company. Oh, what's the name? Juice Robinson on his way out. Wow, who cares? <laughs> Juice Robinson. <laughs> No one cares about fucking Juice Robinson. <laughs> hey, what, what, what do you what do you think of because uh, what do you think about this since we kind of talk about New Japan like uh yeah, of course uh Juice Robinson he confirmed uh that his contract he's gonna be a free agent in February and he's like just just from like how he's talking about it I don't think he's resigning and you know he has heavily hinted at you know Impact Wrestling and you know breaking the t- American television style of wrestling and stuff like that like WH how would you sort of sum up Juice Robinson's run in New Japan do you think he did all he can do you think he peaked with the IWGP US heavyweight title run. Yeah. He peaked with like um like a certain point where he wasn't looking like a fucking idiot every <laughs> every batch when he's like doing the fucking Paul Revere gimmick thing. Revere. With that with that fucking title, I was like, <laughs> okay, you are a fucking clown and you wrestle like a clown now. Like at first before pre, you know, before that, okay, like there's something with juice here, but you know, like but then he just became a clown. Like he just thought, I'm going to, I can wear whatever I want. I'll still be over. Eh, no, you know, like at some point you, you hit a, you hit a plateau with like a, like a semi comedy gimmick. And that's what he was. He was a semi comedy wrestler. And then you just like the whole Pulp Fiction thing, like, or Blues Brother thing, like the last thing he did really, like, I don't know. I think for him and Finley, like, Oh yeah. Finley too. They 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 should like they should apply their trade and impact and yeah. try to do as many like in, indie dates that they can. Like I if I'm like indie promoters out there, like I look at like you know you know Finley and, and Robinson, I like okay, they're pretty solid tag team. Like they're good work. They're you know, like I think Finley's an awesome worker. He he's a great boon to anyone out there who wants to like become better as an independent wrestler. Like, okay. Oh, can I get a match with Dave Finley? Cause like, he's fucking awesome as a worker. Right. Like Finley, Finley has the in with his dad. Right. Like yeah. he could, he could go to NXT. He definitely but, could. He definitely like, and could. I, I can see him bringing juice with him. You know what I mean? Like as a tag team, but like, who knows what the vision of NXT 2.0 is. It's just like, I, I stopped caring now. You know what I mean? Like, like I hear all these names, like what the fuck is a waste? What is the fucking name? Grayson Waller. What is that? <laughs> What is with these fucking names, by the way? Like, ridiculous. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. I don't want to talk about fucking NXT 2.0, you know. But with Osprey, I do think he's he's out. I think Jay White, like, I think Jay White, I'm not a huge Jay White fan. I think Switchblade's a terrible New Japan gimmick. But Switchblade what? Like could Jay be White. amazing. American, te- no, fuck no. I hate fucking Jay White, dude. You not listen to my shows for the last two years? I hate Jay White. I think he's a. I think his shtick in the Japanese wrestling setting is terrible. But in the American television setting, he could be awesome. I think like there's there's a lot of potential that he has for any company that wants to sign him, and also like himself, like to reach his true potential as a top person in wrestling as as an american television wrestler i i, I think people uh here in the states like have been like sort of clamoring for jay white to 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 make the move over from japan like i mean he 
I mean, when you really think about it, bro, he I think he's done everything that he can do in New Japan. Yeah. He won the IWGP heavyweight and the Continental U.S. heavyweight title. Like, the dude has literally done everything that there, that there is to do, you know, headline the Tokyo Dome. You know, like, it, it just feels like it would be, like, sort of that natural transition. Like, I don't even remember back in January, you remember it was all that speculation about, like, what would he show up in the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. Because he, he, he had a, he, he was like, you know, it was just a, he was trying to figure out what he what he wanted to do. I think that was like a legit decision he had to make as far as like, you know, was he not necessarily WWE, but was he going to stay with New Japan on that? And, you know, he obviously made a decision to end up staying. So, uh, yeah, and he's work, working primarily on the I, th- I think he's doing some, some of the strong shows now. Uh, I don't think I, he wants to go back. I don't think he wants to go back during this. Yeah. During the, you know, whatever point in the pandemic we're at right now who knows like you know <laughs> we're going to be you know in 2022 as far as travel goes and like yeah. what japan's going to be like he has to you know all these guys they have to they have to do covid tests before they get on the plane they they have to you know they got to quarantine for you know and people think oh it's well it's lessened if you have a work visa it's, you still got a quarantine it's not it, there's like a lot of hidden things that from what I understand, but it's not just like as cut and dry as like, Oh, it's not 10 days anymore. It's three days. It's it's, it, there's something in, there's like other things involved that, you know, like that makes traveling there, not necessarily fun, especially if you're going back and forth between America or wherever and, and, and Japan, like, especially if you're going into Japan. So yeah. like I can see with Jay White, Will Ospreay, you know, like, you know juice and and finley like like like, listen like if i'm tony like honestly if i'm tony khan like why you're signing jay white i have no fucking clue like not when like there's jonathan gresham out there you know what i mean like Mm. you're gonna i okay jay white big big deal like i'm not excited about that but if you were if you if you were to bring like white finley and juice as a unit you know because they all have the the legit dojo background together as in the same generation, that would be, that would be interesting. I really think we're going to see a point in AW where you're going to see all these people who joined the first year, who, who are the initial signings, not get their contracts renewed. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. You know? like you, I, you, why I, would you keep some of these people? Like there's, they're not, you're not doing anything with them. So no, make I, room. I, 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 I hundred percent agree with that. I, I think that's going to be the case that, that we're going to be seeing uh, coming up in 2022. I think there's a lot of, um, contract years uh coming up next year so i i i definitely think that's gonna be one of the case like one of the things that's gonna be really interesting like but i, I don't think we'll see something along the lines you know with tony khan's gonna be out here releasing folks i think he's just gonna you know just let their contracts expire like uh you, you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that we could look at the roster the roster page and you know think about some names and stuff like that but you know i don't want to you know i don't, don't want to think about nobody losing their job and then like that but I don't, I don't think that uh Tony is going to be like releasing folks and stuff like that. You know, that shit WWE does or trying to embarrass somebody or some shit like that. So, uh, but with, with uh, Philly, like so, some kind of interesting is like the, the, the first time that I I heard of, you know, Philly sort of debating about, you know, whether he was uh, going to de- you know stay with New Japan or not was when his, his father uh, was on a podcast one time and he was just like, it, it, it was a situation where the talents had like arrived at the, had arrived at the airport to leave japan and most of them had tested positive for the virus and then like um like they, they, him and him and jay white finley and jay white had to quarantine in japan because of that and then you know fit uh, had said that david was just real confused at that point and, and this was back in like may so like then he said like fit was just very very confused like about 
what he should do next. And that was even back then. And I, I know, mm-hmm. I think, I, I think that was, yeah, they, they, they were still doing the impact stuff at the time. Finn Juice was still doing the impact stuff. So like now I, I think that they've had time to sort of sit on everything and primarily being featured in impact. And I, I, when was the last time Juice was in uh, uh, Japan? I, what was that like? The, was that New Japan Cup time? Something around, something along those lines? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, I I, I can definitely see uh those uh talents that you just lifted sort of, you know, stepping away from Japan. maybe not on a full time thing, but maybe just keeping the situation that it is, you know, right now. They just, you know, working the New Japan strong shows and just having a, a agreement type thing. Yeah, I I really think, you know, post pandemic, you know, the the future of like working in Japan if you're a foreigner is is completely different going mm. forward. And, and so like, it's, you really, really have to have a passion and you really have to have a, like a really good deal with either like, and let's be honest, like new Japan is the only one bringing in foreigners. Noah does not employ any foreigners right now. Neither does all Japan. Neither does. I, I think maybe dragon gate might have some foreigners who live in Japan working for them. Um, like I, I think some, some Luchi guys, do some stuff for for dragon gate right now and or if you're already in japan and you're willing to stay in japan then you know working indies is fine but if you're like for example like if you're you know people who live in the united states and you know like it's okay covid tests get on the plane covid tests when you land quarantine for a certain amount of time then same thing back going back i i haven't i've never had a covid test i don't want to get one andrew you know what i mean <laughs> It does not sound fun. It it it, it is quite the experience. <laughs> it's just, it's, can you imagine having to do that every time you have to get on a plane to go to work, and like the option is is made available to you to not have to do that, to just you know work domestically to wherever country you're work, living in. You know, like I, I can see the appeal, and I don't know that this is going to get better in, in the next year or two. You know, like yeah, yeah. Who knows? But for for me to just get back onto the topic of this of this joint show, like for me, like I I would love my my dream match would be actually Kazuchika Okada versus Katsuhiko Nakajima because mm-hmm. I don't think we I don't think we've ever seen that, and we certainly have never seen the current incarnations of these wrestlers fight face off. Um, like Shingo Takagi and, and Nakajima has happened before, and I've seen it. Um, and I would love to see it again because like Shingo now and Nakajima now would have been, would be amazing. Um, so that, that happens, I'm more than happy with it, but I would love to see Okada versus Nakajima, um, you know, champion versus champion without the championships on the line. Obviously that's not going right, to happen, right. but the other, the other match that for Okada, that would be just as interesting for me would be against Kaito Kiyomiya, who really kind of started off this whole, idea of noah versus versus new japan because he he had challenged kind of okada you know back in uh mac in may of of uh, 2020 so it it's really interesting like if that match happens because you know like kiyomiya has been very much compared to okada as noah's version of okada and like i don't i don't i think if they wrestle each other it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that kiyomiya would lose that match but but Okada would probably give him a lot in that loss and yeah. make him and make him look like a bigger star. Um, but I think if you have Nakajima versus Okada, that's more of an even footing. So like, I think that's a far more intriguing match in that, in that sense. 
Um, for Tanahashi, I, I, you know what? I didn't really give this much thought till you said it. Till you said Shizaki, mm. that's like that. That would be amazing. And like you know, like who knows? Maybe that's something that Noah has in their back pocket for for like to 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 you know spike business is yeah. the return of Goshizaki. And if it if it happens at this show, like I can't think of a better way to 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 have a return match yeah. yeah for sure um anything it, like also like sorry i'm just trying to think like who else is like your inamura versus ishii match it sounds good to me as well but you know like i i marifuji for me you know people are like osprey kind of when i said i want to match with marifuji i i i don't know like i don't know how good that would be to be honest with you <laughs> but like i think marifuji like and kenta has the natural thing and kenta oh, tweeted out like a picture of him with the G- when he was GHC champion and said soon or right something along those lines. So like he's obviously wanting to be part of this, and like it would it would generate so much heat. And I, I think really the also you have to keep in mind like the 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 you know the the decision to have it in Yokohama. I, I think there is something to that in the sense like it is kind of like neutral ground. Yeah, you know? where yeah. I I you know like to- they're both you know you have big fan bases in Tokyo, but I, I do think like having it outside of Tokyo is really, I think it's more beneficial to Noah to have it outside of Tokyo. And I think maybe that might've been part of their negotiation to, to uh, you know, to new Japan is like, well, we don't want to have it in the, cause Tokyo Dome is their building, right? It's mm-hmm. no, it's new Japan's building. Whereas like Yokama Budokan is, I would say it's more Noah's building these days because like they've really established a really good relationship with the, the, the fan base in Yokohama and in that particular building these days, them and, and stardom, I think. So you, you, you want to know another match I think would be, uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in saying uh, prob- probably like um, something like I just had it on my brain, like, like Hayata versus uh, Taiji Shimori. I think that'd be cool. See them Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I I I I hate the like these guys who are in the retail like Hayata Yohei mm. Tadasuke like I don't care what they do like you just have a big like you know like six man or eight man tag with like a bunch of these dudes oh. against each other and then that's fine and just have like a fifteen minute like sprint you know I was gonna ask you like do you think there's gonna be a lot of filler in this car like early yeah. on you think there's gonna be like the like we probably see something like uh Nagata and like Kosei Fujita versus like Tanaka and whoever or some shit like that. You, I, I, you think it's gonna be like that type of stuff on the card early on? You know, I can see them bringing back Junakiyama mm. for this into into Noah for just at least these. Even though he's considered more of a DT wrestler, like I can see, like okay, it's Akiyama and you know, like some you know, like New Japan Noah, you know, young boys against yeah Nagata because like there's that history between Akiyama and Nagata and Akiyama really with any of the of the third generation guys. Um, yeah, I think, I do think there's going to be filler. I think it's probably going to be like scheduled to be like a four, five hour show. I, th- and I, th- I think there's going to be like, you know, like I, I think if you don't have at least three, like top line matches, especially in like top line singles matches, like you're kind of like screwing the pooch kind of, you know what I mean? Like if, especially if this is going to be the first of, of many, then you need to like, give the fans what they want and they want to see singles matches, then, then don't, don't screw them out of that. And then, you know, if you can have, and then you have a series of these things over the course of the the next year or so, then, you know, then you have the filler stuff, 
right? And in smaller venues. And then you build towards maybe next year's Tokyo Dome or something like that. Who knows? But it's interesting. Like, I do think like, you know, New Japan is probably also in negotiations to, to do stuff with, with all Japan because they're both going to be celebrating their 50th anniversary this coming year. So that's, that's a natural tie-in. And I, I think, you know, they can have a much stronger position of power over all Japan these days. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I, I do think we're going to see something from that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really am curious to see what the, the, the outcome of January 8th is, what, what we're going to see happen on January 9th or 10th, like as far as a press conference or, or announcements go. Yeah, I, I definitely think they got some some stuff to pull out the bag for this show. They're probably going to have a couple of surprises, like as far as far as match turnouts and stuff. I, I don't think they would uh, come together with this show without, you know, having some like and you, you, you made like a good point earlier. Like it is no way that this show just came together like on a whim and like this is like some last month type stuff. Like it's no way. Like I like I, I think that this has been probably been in the works for a while. And like as far as uh you know the match turnouts, I I I, I pay to be a fly on the wall to, to hear how some of these like things get discussed and debated because I'm pretty sure both sides got they uh you know their own stuff they want to protect and you know it's probably some things where they're like you know okay that's cool but yeah I, I definitely think it's gonna be something interesting to see man and um yeah I think a lot of people are gonna be tuned in I, I I think a lot of people are more invested in this uh than the actual like Tokyo Dome shows as of this moment just because of the pure curiosity of it all. Oh, definitely. I, and, you know, this is going to happen on a BEMA TV. It's going to be a pay-per-view on a BEMA TV. And it's not going to be shown on either New Japan World or on Russell Universe until a week after, after January 8th. So, but I, I've been told that, like, each, each uh, platform will have their own English commentary. So, like, mm. you know, Kevin Kelly and Chris Shalton are probably going to do the, the, the English commentary for New Japan World. And then uh, Stuart Fulton and, and Mark Pickering are going to be the, the commentators for the Wrestle Universe broadcast of this of this particular show. So it'll be interesting if you want to rewatch it, like maybe on, you know, like you'll watch the, the New Japan World version of it and then you watch the, the Wrestle Universe to see what the differences are, if the camera angles are different, but definitely like what the commentary is like for for this um i think it is going to have english commentary from uh probably from it, it is a new japan show so it's probably going to be kevin kelly and chris Chalden, um and maybe in a third person um with them on on like the live feed of this on abima tv who knows but i i do believe there's there's definitely going to be english commentary for this and probably from the new japan side so keep that in mind um uh so yeah and just so kind of final word about the the broadcast is that i am slated to watch this sometime on january 8th eastern time at at mr john pollock's house hey. <laughs> with, with mr Wei ting and we're, we're gonna do a review show live from post post wrestling you know the post wrestling base in 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 toronto there you go look, look at that Break, breaking news on the on, on the podcast man look at that Look at that. Y'all should, y'all should go video, do video. Oh, we'll probably put it up on the, the YouTube and, uh, you know, people can, can, uh, have to sign up for the, uh, you just have to sign up for the cafe, right? Yeah. For, for that. So that's not going to be free. You're not going to see me free on the YouTube <laughs> live for free. You have to sign up for the post wrestling cafe. See, see what I see what I did there, Andrew. I'm like, I'm always trying to hustle for these you, guys. You, 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 you big time in the big time in the post marks, man. That's right. And by the way, speaking of hustling, go get the post Perez t-shirt 
go get the long and winding road t-shirt go get the you know bushby and thompson t-shirt hey, over at postwrestling.com at, at store.postwrestling.com because it's fucking black friday sale 20 percent off this whole weekend okay until the end of uh sunday here Boom. in toronto look at that or is it monday is it monday Look at that! You you you're a pure professional, man. Look at that! Oh man, this is like this is there's no there's no accident the way Tink picks me to be his uh, <laughs> regular fucking you know like uh, podcasting partner for these MCU shows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way, I, I gotta I gotta take care of some business. I gotta I do gotta shout out to uh, Natalie Cookney. Thank you for ordering the Post Press T-shirt. As long as the uh, Pollock Offset Sync T-shirt. Thank you so much for your for your patronage. And uh, you know, if you if you you know Instagram that, please uh, you know tag us so I can see like uh, if you're wearing that sh- and the shirts and you want and you're proud to wear them. If you if you're on Instagram, put on Instagram, put on Twitter. Let us see those shirts. Show everybody how great they look on 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 you. And and if you want to put them on your dog, show how great they look on your dog as well. I I, I do have one of those shirts. I think I sent you it. I do have one of those. I Listen, I, I wore your T-shirt, you know, you and Martin's T-shirt at work one time. And someone asked me, oh, what's that? I go, it's a podcast about wrestling. And they're going, oh, people podcast about wrestling? I go, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to give it a listen. Okay. Look at that. I, so I don't know if they ever listened because I never saw them again. But like, <laughs> I was wearing the T-shirt and they said, I'm going to listen to that. Okay. Thank you. They like the artwork. So, you know. We're, we're, we're bringing in bringing in the listens, man. The the viewers, the the people. I appreciate it. Wh, that's a, that's that's love, right? Hey, there. man. Hey, man. We're all part of the same team slash family. We're we're more legit family than anything in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Okay. <laughs> hey, look at that. Do you think that uh, New Japan Strong is way more interesting than what's going on in like the home base, New Japan? What? Well, yeah, because there's no fucking House of Torture in New Japan Strong. <laughs> Nope. And and guess who's guess who's not booking New Japan Strong, uh, Ghetto or Dick Togo. So yes, it's way more. Just, I I like it because I think they have a strong base yeah. of core wrestlers from the LA yeah. Dojo, and then they bring in a lot of really like kind of exclusive, you know, like indie talent that like primarily works for them on a national basis, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like I think actually I think you know they're way they've been a way more interesting product and, and, and promotion than like you know the the now defunct you know ring of honor well people say hey that's they're not they're coming back to vh <laughs> i got a bridge to sell you in brooklyn if you believe that's happening all right like final battle they should just title you know they should title this final battle show coming up andrew final final battle <laughs> jeez bro but you 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 want you know what with um new japan i i uh rocky had actually um and mentioned this and i i think it's i think if, if rocky can make it happen i think it'll be a massive get for uh for for new japan strong and and, and new japan uh the, the 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 main main program as well if he, he's he he wants to get uh shane strickland in in, in new japan strong. i think that i don't know we i'm not, I'm not even getting all, all that but like i don't know what the fuck wwe was thinking when, when they when they let that dude go but you know he he, he you know he's going to be able to do his own thing now but I, I would love to see him in um in strong but i i i i very 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 much believe that aw is probably going to try to make a play for that dude so i, yeah. I don't know how long he's going to be on the i think they market. should bring like even though like you know like the other guys are green like just bring them all as oh, you about, about the whole hero yeah, bring them all in because I think you have an opportunity to, to make 
to make stars, you know, like pick up the, you know, like, you know, what, what's, what's the phrase, what's the, what's, what's the phrase I want to lo- use? Like, you know, like make some lemonade from these lemons that like these some, guys got, you know, WWE, like they barely squeezed. Yeah, no, like, like there's like, you had a potential to have like the next, you know, shield white family with this group or next undisputed era. You know what I mean? But they, 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 they had, they had potential to create a, see it is it, it's, it's very rare in professional wrestling when you can have a hip-hop group that's not like some corny ass shit and it's not oh, like yeah. like some white dude like rapping to the ring with his hat backwards and shit like that you know what i'm saying like i don't like, are that, you talking about grandmaster sex a <laughs> oh don't don't do that bro he passed away don't do that i don't do that but, but what i say i don't do what i oh, say oh, it's oh, like oh, the, oh, you I, know. I, I, I thought you but, 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 but besides besides that like like it, it's always like some uh like some corny ass like white dude like with his head backwards and like you know saying like yo 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 some shit Listen, like, that. like there's just... no one i can't i can't mention that's not dead you know what i mean I... that kind of gimmick that you're talking about these days so, <laughs> but, here's uh... the thing like like i think you know again we're, we're veering off topic but that, yeah. this is why this is why i like having you on we, we talk we can talk about a lot of things and it still relates to japanese wrestling but just quickly like i'm tony khan I, I I hire all those guys because you know what AW is missing, Andrew. It's they're missing a significant African American contingent of of talent on their shows. Mm. So, and I think having all of Hit Row come in there would 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 help alleviate that problem that they have. But yeah, I think yeah, Shane Strickland is a, is a no brainer. Like you know, Keith Lee as a name is a no brainer as well. Oh, well, no question, man. Keith Lee that, that that's like the most obvious, like obvious one to me. Like. He, he, I I put him and Strickland like neck and neck, but like Keith Lee just like slight, just ever so slightly. But I feel like Keith Lee is like the most obvious, obvious get man. Like I, I like again WWE. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what the just what the just don't have like Kenny Omega trying to hit him with something, and then he grabs his hand and says, "I am limitless." You talked about, you talked about that, bro. That shit was ridiculous. Uh, at pa- pa- pandemic eras, uh. Find one of the one of the finest moments from the pandemic era of wrestling, man. One of the finest. Was my tweet? <laughs> yeah, that, that, hilarious, bro. But uh, um, well, so 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 one one thing I kind of wanted to uh, talk to you about. If we we had briefly touched on it before we started recording. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, was was, was Zeus his, his contract with All Japan is expiring on December thirty first, and then on the next the following day he will be beginning his duties as president over Osaka Pro Wrestling. Uh, they haven't the last time they ran a show was in july and before that was february 2020 um you know he's zeus is trying to revive this promotion and make it a you know a weekly type thing you know he told tokyo sports that he wants to run shows at you know universal studios japan you know around noon uh noon time and you know he wants to uh you know make it like a family show and all that type of stuff i'm just curious about your thoughts about you know zeus making a decision to leave all japan pro wrestling and try to you know start his own thing I think it's it's very telling that he saw something like kind of in terms of like how he was going to be used in the future to to make this decision. I I don't think running your own wrestling promotion in right now is necessarily a good idea, <laughs> you know. Um Universal Studios Japan, okay. 
Um, <laughs> I think that's just ambitious. Like, and that's probably a goal he's setting for himself. Like, is that going to happen right away? I don't think so. Like I, I used to go to like back in 2000, my first time living in Japan, I used to go to Osaka pro shows because I, I lived in Osaka at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it's a very, it was a very, it's kind of like a variety show. And it was like very heavily lucha based because it was run by a guy named Super Delphin, who was, you know, originally in Michinoku Pro with the Great Sasuke. And then they had a falling out and he took a bunch of, you know, Michinoku Pro guys to form Osaka Pro. And and, and it was a lot of like serious wrestling in there, but also like a lot of characters, a lot of like kind of kids characters, like monster characters and things like that. And, and they had a lot of really talented wrestlers in there um whether zeus can recapture that i don't know what the talent pool is in like the the kanzai area which is the the prefecture and area like uh, surrounding osaka it includes osaka includes includes kobe it includes like kyoto and places like nara as well like to to draw from and to kind of build a roster because i think more than anything else you need to build a roster of mm-hmm. regulars and and develop like you know, a, a roster that fans are going to want to pay money to see in close space in during a pandemic still. And you can't really charge that much money. I, I think as a start, like he's adopting, he's basically adopting like an established brand, but an established brand that had kind of like, you know, kind of withered over the last 20 years or so, you know? Mm. So we'll see. Like, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting from a point of view of like, what did he see or didn't see for himself in all Japan anymore that he thought I'm going to do my own thing or, and like, does he, does he have a plan beyond like just saying a lot of shit that a lot of wrestlers say when they, <laughs> when they start their own ventures? No, I'm not saying that derogatory. Like I'm just saying that as like, you know, most wrestlers are, are carnies, you know, like, especially if they're the promoter, they, they get into carny mode and it's like, you know, that's just, just being a carny which is fine. Like that, that's like every other wrestling promoter out there, but it, it'll be interesting to see like, if there's any traction to Osaka pro and, and yeah, like I, I think there's a lot to Zeus. I think he's a waste of talent in all Japan. Like, and he could have been doing a lot more in the company. So, Hey, you know what? If he can do something with Osaka pro more power to him. You 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 think there's a, there's a possibility of Osaka pro being a feeder system for all japan i could be part of it you know he could maybe just like i'm tired i'm tired of living in tokyo i i grew up in osaka so i'm gonna want to go back to osaka Mm. i that's that's entirely possible as well or if he still lives in osaka and then he just travels back and forth on the on the bullet train maybe he just got tired of that who knows like like again like we'll find i think things like stories like that andrew we we find out like maybe two three years from now you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what the real story is so yeah we'll see yeah his sort of like thinking behind it he was like uh he said he's like aiming for the family he was like many like people from all japan they love professional wrestling and like the fans of new japan are like young people and you know the the women they love dragon gate and ddt and he was like you know osaka pro they like trying to market towards family and you know kindergarten children and junior high school and all that type of stuff yeah when i used to go so i used to go to the, the osaka pro shows that were at this place called it's named it was called delphin arena it's not an arena it was just named after you know super delphin the promoter at the time and it's in this place called festival gate in a part of osaka called shin imamiya and let me tell you something about shin imamiya that place is sketchy as fuck all right <laughs> uh wh we gotta catch our last train to get out of shin imamiya to go to a better part of osaka oh shit i don't want to miss that train 
because like one, I don't want to take a cab because it's expensive. Two, I don't want to walk anywhere in Shimamiya because it's sketchy as fuck. So there you go. Hey, uh, sort of another topic. Uh, sort of going back to DDT, we had talked about it earlier. Like, what, what do you think about uh, Sanshiro Takagi saying that he wants to establish uh, DDT USA or DDT World, like in the states? Like, do you, you do like j- j- just from here? I, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how, how much of a fan base there is that that's invested in DDT enough to want to buy a ticket to go see a show here. Well, well, I, I, I think I tweeted out something with that, like retweeted that announcement. It was like, well, he's a little too late because it already exists. It's called AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AEW is DDT. USA, it's the American version of DDT. People might say, oh, it's the American version of New Japan. No, it's not. It's the American version of DDT. Okay, you look, if you compare, like, up and down the show, what do they most resemble? They most resemble, AEW most resembles DDT because that's that's what, you know, Ken Chan wanted to turn New Japan into a DDT promotion, and they, and you know, didn't happen. So now, you know, he gets to do that. He's trying to do that with AW. And for the most part, like a lot of the roster, a lot of the card looks like a DDT show. There's like your serious wrestlers and then you have your comedy wrestlers and then you have like kind of in between just like DDT, you know? So yeah, like I, I think Takagi trying to break into the American market right now. No, dude, like maybe try 2023 see what see what the world is like see what the american wrestling landscape is like because like you know wd has really like first they're, they're hoarding all this talent and then they release all this talent and it and it fucked like the world scene it fucked the uk scene yes it fucked it fucked japan to some not so much japan it, it they tried to fuck japan but like japan's too strong and and lucha lucha mexico was too strong like that those are, but it fucked the United Kingdom no, scene, UK and it fucked the U.S. and it and it fucked the U.S. indie scene, and but now they're like just release all these people, and it's kind of fucking the scene now because like there's there's no there's no places for people to go. So like I, I what I think you know to some a point you made earlier about like all these talents like and John's article about you know the you know like there's no the market is completely different now yeah. is because WB ruined the market and like the pandemic that didn't help either so mm. i think you're going to see a lot of people like give up being full-time wrestlers get you know like 9 to 5 jobs and become weekend weekend wrestlers for the most part mm. that, I, that that that's that's something interesting to think about but like yeah, most of uh, going back to like the DDT thing, like I, I'm, like I mentioned, I, I'm just very curious. So, like I, I see people tweeting about DDT on my timeline, but I'm like very curious to see like how how much of an impact you know DDT could have to to the point where people would be like, hey, I want to spend such and such on the ticket to go see this DDT show and like you know the venues and stuff like that. It, 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 I, I think more so uh, Takagi was just you know probably spitballing some ideas, or maybe that's a legit idea that he's you know he's legitimately trying to throw out there and you know probably has had conversations about but i'm just interested to see how they would sort of map out this sort of expansion into the u.s i think that'd be uh something to look at but like you you mentioned wwe and you know j sports announced that uh, they are no longer going to be carrying raw smackdown so you know people in japan don't have to sit through raw she's uh very envious of them so that, that that's that partnership is over on december 27th uh it's been going on for uh 
think over two decades now. Uh, they 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 still promoting you know uh, WWE Japan and uh, the, the WWE uh, the WWE shop Japan on the Instagram and all that stuff. So like all that stuff is up to date. They're still promoting that, but yeah, J Sports will no longer be carrying Raw and SmackDown anymore. So uh, well, it's probably like you know Japanese wrestling fans like like most American wrestling fans were like, what is this shit on my TV? I'm not watching this crap, <laughs> and they're probably their fucking ratings probably plummeted. To J Sports was like, yeah, well, like I mean, they're a business. If like yeah. something's not drawing ratings for them, why would you carry it? So that's probably the you know until I'm proven wrong, that's what I'm going to go with. Like J Sports was just like, hey, the ratings suck because this product sucks and no one wants to watch it. You know, when was the last time you watched the episode of Raw? Fully? Yeah, <laughs> for three hours. Two thousand fourteen. Damn. Like, I can't watch. I can't. I, you know, here's the thing. To be fair, I can't watch most things that are three hours long, Andrew. I'm certainly not watching this garbage. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I will watch. I don't even watch Raw in bits and pieces anymore because I think most, like, most. I'm just listening to John Way talk about it. And I'm just like, that's not like, I'm glad I didn't watch that, you know? Like, SmackDown might sounds like it might be a little bit better. I, I have no desire to watch most WWE. Like, they, 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 they have lost me almost completely now because of what they did to NXT. So mm-hmm. I mean, there was a point where it's like, I could still watch NXT even with like the Shawn Michaels drama club, you know, dominating the main event scene, <laughs> right? Like even with all that bullshit happening in that company and that brand with that, like there's still stuff I could, I could still enjoy it. Now they've pretty much taken all that, all that away from me as well. So it's like, Hey, I'm fine. I'm fine with watching my hands of the McMahon family and like, you know, here's, can I just tell you, I have not given Vince McMahon a single red cent in the last 15 fucking years. And I'm proud to say that. Oh, how do you watch uh, WWE then? Oh, you know, like I trade logins with my, some of my friends who have WWE access. You know, there you go. So, there you go. There you go. You know, nothing illegal about that. They get, they get access to some of my logins. I get access to some of the logins. These are all, and these logins are all paid for. There you go. There you go. Right, 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 rifle man WH. There you go. I believe in the trade trading and bartering system, Andrew. Not just gross. I'm not a I'm not a huge supporter of just gross capitalism. You know what I mean? <laughs> I respect it. I respect your opinion. But uh like so so, so something uh you 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 mentioned Kenny Omega. And I, I think this is a very uh interesting sort of conversation to, to be had. I I don't know if you had a chance to see uh the article or, or hear the podcast but rocky romero was on the um the battleground podcast and he dropped like this big piece of information like randomly in the middle of a conversation like i don't i don't even think he realized he what he said he was just kind of talking and he said that it was actually kenny omega who reached out to new japan uh a while back to get kenta in the AEW, and he was just like basically the gist of the conversation was like um, you know, he kids Kenta and Moxley, they were doing their thing on New Japan Strong, and that was like more so of a New Japan Strong type thing. And uh, you know, he said, uh, he said, he said Kenny reached out and it was just like, hey, you know, I got my thing going on with Mox. Um, you know, it'd be cool if we can get Kenta come over there because I know you doing you guys are doing your thing with Kenta and Moxley. And Rocky said that was like a big step for New Japan, and and he, you know, made sure to mention that, you know. New Japan felt some type of way about the way Omega left and they weren't happy about it. But he he said that just the sort of the internal 
feeling of Omega reaching out was a big step in the in the right direction. And I I, I know when that uh, started to get around, people were kind of re- really excited about the um, the potential idea out there of Omega and and New Japan collaborating, considering they. Like, cause, cause, oh, Kenta was there. What was that like in February when he was in AEW or something like that? It was that was early this year. So, yeah. and so if they've been in contact, and Kenny helped facilitate that, I, I think that's what made people excited because of the time gap between when that actually happened and where we are now. So, if they've been in contact this whole time, is you know, I, I think that's that that's something that's going people that's going to stick with people for for a while until we actually do see, uh or if it'll ever happen to him possibly returning to Japan or something along those lines. I just think that was a, it was just a, a interesting tidbits of information that, uh, that Rocky dropped out there. I, I think the idea of Omega and New Japan working together is a lot more feasible because of the pandemic. Um, mm. I, because New Japan is not, isn't, isn't at, a, at, at its peak strength anymore financially. Right. Um, I think if there was no pandemic and New Japan was like New Japan in 2020, 2021 was like New Japan of 20, 2018 and 2019. I don't know if that would, those overtures from, from Omega would have been as readily accepted per se. Um, and also he, I, I think also Harold May not being the president of New yeah. Japan is also reason why like those conversations actually took place i think if i'm speculating here but my feeling is that if harold may was still around he would not have you know like gone gone along with it he would have i think a lot of like the the, you know my understanding my speculation of my speculative uh feeling and understanding of the the aw new japan kind of cold war that happened when AEW started was that, you know, a lot of it was like, you know, feelings of like, you know, feelings being hurt on, on the New Japan management side from particularly with, with Harold May. And, you know, people speculate one of the reasons why, you know, like his, his presidency ended was because like they wanted to take the company in new directions, maybe even possibly because of like wanting to kind of open up negotiations with, with, uh, with AW or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, who mm-hmm. knows, but, you know, like I, I do believe that if he was still there, like you probably wouldn't be seeing at least not to the extent that we have seen the relationship between new Japan and an AW kind of blossom this past year. So, you know, take that for what you will, but mm. yeah, I, I, you know, definitely, you know, Omega wants to work like the thing with Omega, like I think he wants to have his cake and he wants to eat it. He wants to have his, his power and influence in, in AW and be on American television and, and be a top star in America. And, and he's achieved that. But he also wants to, you know, go back to the country that he became a star in. The, he wants to wrestle in front of the fans that I think he genuinely, you know, loves performing in front of, mm-hmm. and and be a star on, you know, on on in two different cultures and in two different markets. So, yeah, I can see him like just saying, like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I, I think for the most part, like, you know, I'll give him credit. I think he's a very smart business person. You know, like he's he's very savvy. I think he's proven that in his career in the last 10 years. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that if, you know, Rocky Romero is telling people 
that publicly. Maybe he did let it slip. Who knows? But maybe it's all like, I don't know. I find it hard to believe Rocky Mara would let something yeah, like yeah, that slip. Not, 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 yeah, yeah, not, not, not slip per se, but more so like it, it, it was just like he was talking really fast and it is just like, you know, he just hit it. So maybe I, I, I don't want to say slip like he just like let that fall yeah, out. I think I think he knew exactly what he yeah, was saying. I think yeah. I think Rocky's one of the sad. Like, listen, if you want to have a kind of career, it, like you know, like model yourself to have a career, like if anyone in wrestling right now, you'd you'd want to be like Rocky Romero. That guy's <laughs> got fingers in fucking almost every pie. That's not the WB. Yeah, he got he got his hands in impact too a little bit, but not 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 most on the uh, any creative thing. But like, yeah, but well, matter of fact. Not not well, not creative, but like he's helping facilitate the new Japan talent that's coming in the uh that's coming in the impact uh with Hikaleo and you know so some of those guys that's over there. So yeah, Rocky got his hands and everything. But yeah, with Omega, I mean, it may, maybe it might not even have as far as New Japan side. Maybe it's not even just a thing about Omega and sort of opening that door. Maybe it's just New Japan, like hey, let's do business, you know, and let's just leave listen. If 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 they want to bolster their business in you know 2022 especially for like say the g1 like things open up more in japan and they can have crowds like bigger crowds capacity crowds in, in buildings and he's willing to do it if he's like healthy enough yeah and, and omega wants to do it like yeah if i'm new japan of course i say hey do you want to come for the g1 and do we want to build something for wrestle kingdom 2023 mm. i mean i i i don't want to I don't know if I necessarily want to watch it. Like I'll be keeping open mind about it, but if I'm from a business point of view, of course you want to do that. Right. Like I, I think you, but you, I think you isolate it to, to to Kenny and not necessarily bring in the Bucks, or I definitely don't bring in fucking Cody. You know, <laughs> you know, like that's no one wants to see him back in fucking New Japan. Like you know, Omega's a different story. Like Cody, hey, let's bring Cody back to Japan. No, fuck no, don't bring that fucking guy back to Japan ever again i don't ever want to see his influence in that company like, would you would you not want to see uh man nick jackson back there matt and nick jackson no i never i never enjoyed their work in, in new japan like maybe they had like one or two matches that i thought were good but they they were too goofy for me it's like this is not this is not strong style to me this is just um, they, they they're trying to turn the junior division into pwg and i was like mm. if i want to watch pwg i'll watch fucking pwg i don't want to watch it on new japan tv i don't want to watch it in cork and hall you know with like all these wrestlers that i enjoy watching be serious wrestlers it's you know it doesn't it doesn't interest me like i i i think you know like their 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 style of their characters are things i have zero interest in i i don't enjoy their style of wrestling so you know no i don't want to see them back in japan like if you said hey red dragon's coming back to new japan fuck yeah okay i'm i'm down for that Hey, young bucks are coming back. Nah, I'll pass. No, I'm not interested. Thanks. Yeah, Red, Red Dragon, that 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 reunion might be coming sooner than we think. So that's a <laughs> that, that, that's that's a that's an interesting thing right there. Uh, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's yeah, I, I, contract I is supposed to be expiring I, in if, December. If I'm Kyle O'Reilly, listen. If I get coffers from from both AW and New Japan, I I go it honestly. Like I think AW's packed right now with WWE adjacent people mm. i i go i go to new japan like uh we're gonna and like if he can get a spot as a heavyweight okay like i think the the sky the sky's the limit for kyle o'reilly if mm. he can get a position as a heavyweight which i think they would do because he's xwb even if it's just you know primarily through nxt mm. and i i think his style of wrestling 
would I think if he never left, he would have become a heavyweight. He would have been pushed as a heavyweight. I think he would have got Zach's spot, you mm-hmm. know, in the company. I think the, and the kind of push that Zack Sabre Jr. got in the company would have been something that they would have slated for, for Kyle O'Reilly if he stayed and never went to NXT. That's interesting. I never thought about that. That kind of, that kind of does make sense when you really think about it. But yeah, uh, O'Reilly, like I, I, I think the world, Kyle O'Reilly is a wrestler. Like even um, me and Martin, we had went back and um, reviewed uh, PWG Black Hole Sun and, I think he headlined that show with Ricochet and then had a match with uh, Roderick Strong right after. And o- o- O'Reilly is like, he is like such a complete wrestler, like just from an in-ring standpoint. So yeah, I, w- I would love to see him back in New Japan. Uh, he also needs possible. to divorce himself. He needs to divorce himself from, from, from Adam Cole for, for a while. So you think, you think so? Yeah, I think, you know, like they, they, they're, they've been too tight at the hip throughout most of their careers. Like, and it was fine in NXT, like, the, you know they played off their their indie run and their ROH feud and things like that. But I I think for him to like really make a name for himself to be on par as in terms of stature with Adam Cole, he has to make his own destiny and forge his own path mm. somewhere away from Adam Cole. And I think that's why another thing would be like I think he should go to to New Japan if that's if that's on the tables for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just just, just an, uh, quick note, like uh, another guy who I would like really like to see. Him. Uh, in Japan, and he he's already sort of um get, getting set up internationally. Uh, he's gonna be in the WXW 16 Career Gold Show uh, tournament. Is a uh, bit music. Would love to see him, Japan. Yeah, definitely. Like, here's the thing though. Like, everyone says New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. I'm hoping at some point Noah, you know, just says, okay, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna start booking foreigners again, yeah. and and like there's now there's a plethora of talent out there that you can book and it and you're not like kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel you know per yeah. se like you, you there's a lot of quality talent out there that you could bring over to to fill out your cards and it's almost like like i said earlier like it's almost like new japan has has like the kind of lock exclusive lockup on like using foreign talent in japan right now um so i i think it, it's really interesting if like you know cyber agent as an entity wants to bring in talent to work both, both Noah and DDT. And even like, you know, TJPW, like there's a lot of, you know, female wrestlers out there that could like, could totally benefit from working like, like a tour with, with like uh, any, any kind of like company in Japan, especially like if it's like of a stature of like Tokyo Joshi pro wrestling. So yeah, I think there's, 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 there's a lot to be, there's a lot to look forward to. Like, potentially in yeah. Japan for like American talent or, or UK talent or whoever, wherever you're from, if you're, if you're a foreign wrestler wanting to do some stuff in Japan. So, so, so the, on the, um, on, on something you just said about like, you know, pe- people primarily looking at new Japan is like sort of the destination for wrestlers who have gotten released from WWE or, 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 or exit in other places. Like with, with, with Noah, they were supposed, have, have you had the chance to see Ninja Mac wrestle? Uh, I I've, I've caught like clips, you know, clips of him. Yeah. And like, I think I've seen one quote unquote match with him. I, I, I like, he's, he's, he flips a lot. I, I don't think he's a much very, like, is he a good wrestler? Like the kind of wrestler that I like to watch? Not really, but he, he gets over with the, with, you know, the indie fans. It's fine. You know, no, you know, no, I'm supposed to bring him in. 
they were gonna bring him in. Like he he was like foot like all, like legit was about to go like be with Noah on like a full time basis. And then like the uh pandemic hit and like things sort of got scrapped. But he he but he's um like they they from from what I've heard from him, like it, the way he sort of worded it, it, it's it seems like him and Noah still have something in place. So it seems like it's just a matter of time. Like they're just trying to find the right spot for him to come in. But yeah, he's going to be in pro wrestling. I, I'm interested to see if he'll still like do the whole like Ninja Mac thing, or he'll like try to take on like a different persona. I think that'd be interesting. I, I think you can. Well, I don't know. Like Ninja Mac's kind of a dumb name, to be honest with you. But <laughs> um, like, hey, you know, I can't think of anything better you could do if you want to become better as a wrestler than to work in a dojo, especially like the Noah dojo. You know, like you look at. Like the wrestler that Zack Sabre Jr. is today is because of his time in Noah. You know, like Chris Ridgeway before the pandemic was like online to become a really top tier in ring performer because of like he was like doing so much work and doing doing so many tours with Pro Wrestling Noah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he went back to 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 escape the pandemic being you know locked down in Japan. Um so yeah, like if Ninja Mac is saying like he he's got a relationship with Noah and the things open up, he sh- I totally like for his sake. Yeah, great idea. Go and like just the 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 amount of talent that you can work, especially veteran talent that that is there that you would learn so much just being in the ring with them every day for like two weeks straight. Oh yeah, like such invaluable experience to that. I think that's really the benefit of working Japan is like you get to work with veteran talent. And you get to work almost every day. And, and then when you're not working, you're, you're training in the dojo, like perfecting your craft. So, I, I mean, like, I think like one like Jonathan Gresham will like say to tell you, oh yeah, my time in zero one, like wrestling almost every day and training with Hidaka in, in the zero one dojo, like was like, like such a, you know, like such made me the wrestler that I am today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's pretty much all the uh all, all the other stories I, I I had on um you know for the sidebar outside of you know the big yeah Noah you know you know, you know yeah I mean I I you know like there's lots of tournaments going on tag tournaments I'm not watching them like I <laughs> I just don't like hey like right now here's the thing like people have asked me this like privately Andrew like why why don't you care WH about watching this like listen they don't care <laughs> mm, no you, you want to talk about the promotions the right, promotions right, don't right, care right, right right when they when they start wanting when they start caring about some of these cards and some of these storylines then i'll care and i'll start watching again but right now it's, it's just kind of like i i really feel people in, in promotions in japan are are kind of like in this placeholder position like that their status is like we're gonna see what the the early part of 2022 is like and then we're gonna start focusing on all these storylines that we have but right now we're just going to kind of cruise along into the end of this year and then and then we're going to see where things happen you know where things are in january february and then we're going to pick up the pace like that's why i still like stardom because like they're not they don't think like that they think we're going to have we're going to try to do put our best foot forward now and then we're going to reap the benefits in when things do open up and i think they have a better better sense of how to conduct their business as far as as far as my own personal interest in 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 wrestling products go yeah what well, sort of um like just the like you mentioned the tournaments like the, the just for, just for me like even just covering 
covering stuff then that, that that that's primarily like how i like they, 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 there, are, there are a lot of shows that i watch like i primarily keep up with like the american independence like you know close to like iwtv and stuff like that and then seeing some of the gcw shows and like it, it's a it's a bunch of good stuff going on in independence right now uh in, in the states that i like tuning into but like as far as um japan goes like specifically uh new japan like the with the best of the super juniors going on in the world tag league this is probably like the one time i can remember where i've like been completely checked out on best of the super juniors and tag league like i i've like not seen a single thing like i, I keep up like I, I know what's going on that's because i cover it for the site sometimes like when i do the results and stuff like that that's how i'm able to stay up to date and know what's going on and who's uh leading and stuff like that but it, it it just feels like a real um dry spot and it's not just it, it like it's it's not interesting in the slightest to me right now to me the most like the most interesting thing in japan is, is stardom i i think as a top to bottom product it's it's the most interesting for me booking mm-hmm. wise and in ring wise but after that it's probably like you know like the main event scene the main event you know top tier level of noah i i think is is still really compelling but one of my favorite things this year is the the you know the the big japan wrestling strong title a championship being held by takuya nomura who is like one of my favorite wrestlers and like he finally reached the pinnacle of the promotion that that he's been in for all of his career and like he's just had match after match but no one talks about big japan so no one really you know except for the most ardent hardcore fans are talking about like what a great fucking wrestler and what a great title reign Takuya Nomura is having like I I want to take this time say like hey go check out like it's out there like if, if you know you can find Big Japan Wrestling you don't have to pay for their service but you should pay for their service but there's like things like that that are out there services out there that you can watch like Takuya Nomura's like title title reign um uh, in Big Japan Pro Wrestling and it's really good stuff especially if you like hard hitting wrestling okay that's that's what Nomura provides and like what I sorely miss in like some other companies that exist in Japan right now. You say so you talk about Big Japan. Did, did you uh what, what what did you make about um Drew Parker saying he was uh departing Big Japan? Because like the, the way the way he the way he spoke about it, it sounded like he was done with Big Japan. And and in their tweet, they said that there was a uh, it was a temporary temporary thing, and they said that he's returning to his native of Wales, but Drew Parker is like set for like five GCW shows next month in the States. I, I like, I don't know too much about the situation with Drew Parker. Like, I think maybe he, he, he hit the pinnacle of what he was going to achieve in big Japan. And maybe, maybe like if I'm Drew Parker, like I'm saying to big Japan, Hey, can I get a raise? Hey, can I get a little bit better, better deal than what you have me on right now in terms of money, maybe in terms of like, you know, like health insurance and shit like that. Mm. And maybe who knows, maybe things, these are things that like were a sticking point. I don't know. Like I'm just speculating here as someone who right, used right. to live and work for a Japanese company, if a couple, in fact, over in Japan, these are all things that you think about as a foreigner mm. living in Japan. And, but I can see like, also like, like, you know, GCW is the, the hottest independent company Man, right now. And they, and they, they, they if they, if they are showing interest in him, and saying, hey, we we want to bring you over. We want to give you bookings like every show and we're going to pay you this much money. Maybe they, you know, will help you like move over here. 
you know, like try to help you with the, I don't know if they can, they can help them with a visa or anything, but like anytime, if you want a place to stay, we'll hook you up and shit like that. Okay. Like if I'm Drew Parker, like Drew Parker is going to make more of an impact and make more of a name for himself working for GCW than he is staying in, 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 in Japan, working for big Japan, which is, you know, like basically a glorified indie. Like it's not the best situation with the pandemic still over there for any company, let alone, you know, like an, an indie, you know, so I also think like, you know, you're, you're, you're wrestling death matches. Like you really got to be wanting to like get paid more money to do that bullshit. So. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to know what, like the, I, I, I really enjoy death matches. I, I, I don't know why I, I, I just, I just really enjoy seeing people do that to each other. Like because no, they 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 legit take pride in that like and I I just think that's cool like and Drew bro Drew Parker he's only twenty three years old you know what I'm saying like he he been in Big Japan for like the what past three four years now like dude is like uh, two, 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 three years yeah two two three years around I think that so, yeah. around that time so yeah for him to be twenty three years old and to have been able to garner the experience that he's had and now he's making the decision to obviously leave and you know. Like I'm pretty sure it'll be no problem for him to get bookings. Like it's because I think he did he did the GCW show uh over the summer. He actually defended the Big Japan uh deathmatch title in GCW mm. over the summer. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I, you know Drew Parker. Drew I think Drew he he he's he's one of those guys. He he kind of reminds me um of like uh like one of those death like guys that are primarily known for their deathmatch stuff, but they are really great technically. And it, it, you know, it's sort of be cool to see him mix it up and you know do do some different stuff. But yeah, Tupac is leaving Japan. Yeah, I think I think he's just gonna make himself a bigger name wrestling in America than he would staying in in Big Japan pro wrestling. So he hit a ceiling. You know what I mean? He won their deathmatch title, and that's that's awesome for him. Like, but that that only will take you so far in in terms of like your your position. And, and the spotlight that'll be put on you in Japan because, you know, you know, deathmatch wrestling is still kind of a, a niche thing. Whereas like, you know, GCW is the hottest thing outside of AEW in American wrestling. Mm. So, and he, he's getting offers from them. Okay. I, I, if I'm him, especially if you, if you want to be deathmatch wrestler, like go to GCW, if you're going to, you're probably going to make a bigger name and, and make more money potentially like than you will staying in Japan. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but I, I think it's interesting. Good for him, you know. Like it's not my thing. It's not for. It's <laughs> I, you know, you, you, and uh, you know, Benno, aka Deathmatch Richard, can like Deathmatch Richard. <laughs> go, 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 go. You know, like love it all. It's fine. I, I don't care if people like, you know, Deathmatch wrestling. I, I, it's not for me. But like, but at the same time, don't don't get on my case for not liking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me let me not enjoy it. Okay. People get on you for that. I some people are like, why don't you like it, the viewers? Like, because I don't think it's good. I don't. I like. I if I criticize someone for liking it, it I'm more, I'm more or less joking because I I like to get that kind of reaction from people, you know, <laughs> like making fun of it, like what they like, you know, you know. Yeah. And, but no, am I? Do I seriously have like less respect for Benno or or, or Joey Bay or you because you like that fast like, no, no, I don't care. I don't but- care. Like, great. I I I I I never think like shit is that deep. It's never that deep. It, it's never that serious, bro. It's but, like AEW. Like, like I don't care if people like AEW. Like that's great. I I kind of envy people who who enjoy 
as much as they do right now. Because like, I wish I was that passionate about wrestling product as much as people are about AW. You know what I mean? But it, was, it is what it is. Like, okay. Like, like I, 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 I always find it funny when people are trying to convince me that I should like it. It's like, I'll, I'll like what I like. You know, if I like it, I'll like it. If I don't like it, like, what does it matter to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I said I had I, I I had my um Twitter just pulled up right now. I just uh saw the tweet for it. I sort of uh I well I ain't forget it. It just, it just sort of reminded me. Got a Io Shirai leading her War Games team on the fifth, December fifth. It's gonna be cool to see her. She's probably gonna do some crazy shit off the cage or something like that. Moon saw like she did last year. They they had put like a trash can on the top of her head and she did like a like <laughs> like a back body drop off the top of the thing. So yeah. It's gonna be cool to see EO, man. She always turned up turning why, up in the like, studies. Why is she still matches. there? Why is she still in NXT? Because <sighs> I, I be honest with you, I, I I genuinely do not want to see her on the on the main roster. I, I don't think it's gonna turn out good in the slightest. I, I, you I, know what I mean? Like she should have left like a year oh, ago. Oh, 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 you mean like leaving? Uh well, I mean I I, I don't No, I, don't I mean know. like 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 graduated from, oh, from NXT, right? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, like no, do I think she would have done well on the main roster? No. But right. like I think she has ambitions beyond NXT, you know. I think yeah. she looks at Asuka and thinks, I could be like that. I'm just as talented. I could have been like Kyrie. You know, I could have done better than Kyrie did on, on main roster. Like I, I I think like, you know, she like if she gets cut in the next round or or the, the rounds after that, like I'm not gonna be surprised and probably might be, you know, like hey, here's the thing. She comes back to Japan. She's gonna be a massive fucking man. Star. Oh my god, dude! Like she, she, she. I, I, I think the impact that she could have in in in, in Japan if she were to make a like a full time return, because I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna be in like like fucking demand like in the states as well. But like it, it, it you know, if that, don't, don't, I don't. First of all, I don't want to lose a job, and if I'm pretty sure not, not one of us sitting here saying we want to lose a job, but just you know, talking about the idea, if she were like even necessarily not anything of being cut, maybe she just don't end up resigning or something like that. But like, I, I, I just the demand that she would be in, and it, like she, she, like, it, like her coming from that having that WWE, you know, label behind her, and then having the success that she has had in NXT. I, th- I think that'll do wonders, you know, for for her popularity in terms of, uh, you know, returning returning back to Japan and like maybe a main roster run probably would help that, but I I I just don't have like the the faith in WWE main roster book, and I I don't feel like they don't know what like they're doing with anybody outside of no. Roman Reigns right now, so you know. But I'm just saying, like she she should not be in developmental anymore yeah, that shit is full, that shit is full blown developmental right now <laughs> yeah it's totally developmental and is you know but it could it could be worse she could be like pretending she's not reading the teleprompter but she actually is reading the teleprompter you know like someone else who's graduated from from nxt <laughs> uh, and you don't know who i'm talking about are you you talking about Aaliyah? yeah i've been talking, talking about i i i, 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 I think that was just a bad camera angle Cause that, cause they don't, no, but no, but cause they, they showed like the full, like the person who posted that clip cropped it. So like, when I looked at the full clip on YouTube, like I, I well, maybe, but I, let's see, maybe, I don't know. Cause maybe she was looking at something off to the side. Like we could just see that, but like, it, listen, it, it, like, it so, so, so I, I tweeted that cause I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and then, and then way like responded and said, uh, 
no, like it's, 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 it's uh, like you're saying it's making, it's cut to make her look bad. So I watched the whole thing and I'm like, okay, that's, she's not reading. She's not reading. Now she's reading the last part that is that, you know, that's originally clipped. She's reading. Okay. And it's like, that's a weird camera angle. This is, and I'm like, dude, this is the same company that makes people watch TV behind their backs over there. <laughs> like, of course you're going to have her read a fucking teleprompter. That's at a bad angle. This, I don't, I don't put any behind this company, you know, like they're, they're doing all kinds of stupid things to make their quote unquote superstars look like, you know, original, but you know, like how many times have we seen that, you know, people watching TV from, from over their shoulder. That's, that's not natural angle either. You know what I mean? But anyways, like, yeah, like, I don't think that should be Yoshirai's lot, lot in life in wrestling. Like go to AEW, go, go back to Japan. Like you, you she'll do, she'll be far, far, far more successful in that sense. But uh, maybe yeah. on that note, maybe we'll, we'll wrap it up. I, I think we've gone over the, the time that you and I said, like, yeah, oh, we'll make we it about this time. We but that, that's did. what happens when you and I get together here, Andrew. Yeah, that's it. WHI, again, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, I hope everybody who's listening to this enjoyed the audio. I, I, I feel like we touched on most of the, some of the major stories uh, in Japan. I'm glad we got to that in the early part so people didn't have to uh, wait. So they, so they didn't have to wait. So me and you, uh, uh, we just had our, like, conversation, the type of topics. But, yeah, uh, enjoy the conversation. I'm, I'm excited for the New Japan Noah show. Um, I, I definitely got to start getting back into uh, some of some of the big Japan stuff because I do enjoy some of the uh, deathmatch stuff, but I I, I got to get back on. I haven't watched in a while. I'll I'll uh, I'll send you some links. Look at you, <laughs> nice nice, <laughs> nice guy, nice guy. <laughs> uh, I, I I like yeah links to to to, to, to the like, big, legal, legal logins. Yeah, big to the to their service. That's yeah. right, that's right. Like I actually have a legal login for for their service. <laughs> that like you know we'll we'll talk later. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so Andrew, like, let's plug. Like, you've you've been really busy. You've been this is like your third third show on on Post Wrestling this week. Let's tell people where people can find you, where else they can hear your wonderful work. Yeah, they can uh, check check everything out at Post Wrestling. Man, I did a podcast with Braden Braden Harrison this week. Uh, very, very very funny podcast that we recorded. Tried to make the best out of of an of an NXT episode that was um it was something. And um, yeah, we, we tried to make the best out of it, and I think we did. Um, you know, I, I did release the podcast uh, this week with Martin, and we had uh, Sid from uh, True Hill Heat, SP3, as everybody knows him. Um, and that, that was when we covered ROH Final Battle 2005 with Kenta and Low-Key Main Event. They beat the shit out of each other. Very, very fun match. Very enjoyed that. Uh, and then and now I'm recording with, with WH Park, and we're back post-parade. That's right. We'll, and we'll do this again in the future. You know, what's funny is like, John was like, hey, you want to record Thursday? I'm like, dude, MC later is coming back. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like any other night. He's like, no, sorry. And I'm like, okay. So I thought, who, who can I get? You know what? I haven't talked to Andrew in a while. So I, I, I contacted you and you were more than gracious enough to, to join me tonight. And I, I thank you for that, sir. No problem, no problem, man. But uh, yeah, again, I, again, I, I didn't mean to drag this podcast as long. No, as no, no. I, it's I, fun. I, I, th- I thought, I thought we was, I thought we was legit gonna go an hour, and then this, and now it's fucking one in the morning. So, so oh, you're right. No, it's okay. Hey, I only have to, I only have to get up at at eight a.m. It's okay, no problem. <laughs> no, I listen. It's always fun talking with you, and I, I think, you know, I think our last show or the first show we did together was got a lot of positive feedback. I know like some people contacted me, like, like saying like the, 
they say we have a natural chemistry. So like, I take that as, Oh, look at that. That's nice. Look at that. That warms my heart. That warms my heart. So like, I I think people will enjoy that this show as much as they did the last one. So, uh, but yeah, like you can listen to me uh, on post Perez usually with John, but like sometimes with Andrew, sometimes with Karen Pearson, sometimes with Joey Bay, sometimes with Dylan Fox, uh, we're going to, we're going to be, uh, you know, opening things up maybe in 2022, Andrew, who we'll see what happens with this show. Um, you can also hear me on the long and winding Royal road. And, uh, I just did an episode looking at, uh, one of the greatest six man tag matches from Cork and hall, uh, with, uh, the great Jamesy. He came back to do that show with me and we got a big show planned for the, the December episode of long and winding road road. I'm not going to say who my guest is, is for that, but it's going to be a fun episode for when we, when we eventually record that and release that, uh, of course you can hear me every week, Andrew doing talking about the, the Marvel cinematic universe on Disney plus with our good friend waiting the, the president of the, uh, Aaliyah anti-defamation squad, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I don't hold that against him. We're still friends. We're still, we're just going to hang out and watch uh, Spider-Man No Way Home when it comes out uh, in person. Uh, and, shout yeah, out to Wei Ting. Good man, Wei Shout Ting. out to Wei Ting. Yeah, we, we just uh, released our episode about looking at the first two episodes of the new Hawkeye series, which has been really fun so far. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know what? I can't wait to have to talk about this with, with uh, Brother Nate Milton because, like, I've been watching his, I've been looking at his Twitter and he's like, it seems like this show, Hawkeye, is like his favorite MCU show. So, like, so I can't wait to, to talk to him about it on MCU later in, in the near future. You want to know what's funny uh, before we get out of here? I saw my first Marvel movie yesterday. <laughs> my first Marvel movie. I don't really? Know, I, I don't know what it was. I, all I know is I saw Batman and Wonder Woman. That's all I know. And I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was good. I thought I, I was not expecting to be as good as it was. So there you go. So are, you, my first are, you, are you are you are you trolling me? That's not Marvel, dude. Uh, that's not. Oh uh, <laughs> Well, there, there you go. What a way to end the podcast, right there. Oh my god! Now you're gonna get as much like uh, comments as as John did when he's like he didn't know that Steve Rogers was Captain America. <laughs> I didn't know that either. So, so I know. Are you being serious or is, are you are you being facetious? I can't no, tell. No, I'm, I'm being dead ass. Like, I, but I, I've never seen a Marvel. I, I I thought that was like a Marvel movie. I was like, oh, this is cool. But you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be spitting his coffee right now. Ooh. He's fucking rich fan from Wrestling <laughs> Torch. He's gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right now, I guarantee you, he's. I mean, when this when this episode is released, two hours after it's released, I'm gonna get a DM from Rich. He's going, is that is that is that guy playing you? Is that guy for real? And I'm like, hey man, you should DM him. So maybe you're gonna get a DM from Rich fan. I mean, I'm I'm gonna ignore it. I'm gonna just ignore it. But now, shout 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 out to Rich, man. Rich a good dude. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to you know, Rich. you know, Rich, Rich and me, we're like like two peas in a pod as far as the comic book stuff goes you know so like hey shout out to rich he 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 doesn't like my slandering of the x-men cartoon but whatever i don't care <laughs> I, I i i legitimately thought wonder woman and batman was fucking uh, oh, my, Mar- <laughs> oh my god i andrew like i don't care if you like death matches or not but now like maybe i i can't ever record with you again i don't know this so, might so, be it so, so so on that note wh you, you want to send us home uh, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm so shocked right now. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Andrew, for joining me to, uh, this 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 month on Post Perez. Uh, maybe, hopefully, next time 
it'll be uh, me and John reuniting uh, for for post Perez and and definitely for the uh, the New Japan Noah uh, review show. That'll be fun, probably with with waiting, probably on YouTube. Look forward to that in January, and uh, yeah, and see you later, Long and Winding Royal Road, and like various appearances across the podcast landscape. I, I'm very popular in the UK. I don't know if you know this or not, Andrew. <laughs> I'm very, very popular in the UK. So um, according to, you know, our friends, Benno and, and Martin Bushby and, and, and JP Houlihan and, 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 and Gareth over at, at the Grapple Spotlight there, they're telling me like my popularity in, in, in the United Kingdom is, 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 it's definitely higher than NXT UK, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> like, you know, that's so, so is pretty much everything else over there. So anyways, uh, until next time, you know, like I'm just going to say, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks to everyone for listening. And until next time, I'll say goodbye.